Good morning, Rise and Freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com. It's Friday. Are we excited or what? Yes, finally. And I have announced it officially. I am taking a three-day weekend. Oh, yes, but why, Austin, why? What would we do without you on Monday? Yes, you'll just have to figure something else. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to take a three-day weekend. Why? Well, the reason is sitting right here in the room with me, my smoking hot, redheaded libertarian wife, Stephanie Peterson, Hello. joining us here. Oh, it's our anniversary weekend. Yes. Not the Wake Up America show anniversary weekend, but our marriage anniversary no, weekend. No, we, we just passed the one year anniversary of the Wake Up America show. That's right. And it is our two year anniversary of our nuptials. So, yes, we're going to. So cute. Yeah, I was so surprised yesterday when you told me you were taking off Monday because I told you a few weeks ago that I was like, you know what? I'm going to take the day off. I'm going to come hang out with you in the studio. Even if I'm not on set, I just want to be with you. And then I got a massage scheduled with you. A couple's, couple's massage. massage. And uh, then when you told me yesterday you're taking the whole day off, I'm like, he really loves me. I really do. Yes. <laughs> I wait until you see your gift. If you're, just, if you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show, make sure you click that like button and subscribe to the channel. We'd love to have you come back and join us every Monday through Friday. Fridays are a little bit different. We try to have a little bit more fun, even though there's a lot of you know, nasty stuff happening in the world, which we will address uh, at the top of the show. But click like and subscribe to the channel and come back and join us every Monday through Friday, typically from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time, except for this coming Monday. We'll be taking it off. All right. Let's get to the news. President Joe Biden commits more U.S. taxpayer dollars to Israel-Hamas's conflict in the Middle East, as well as to Ukraine, tying these two conflicts together and suggesting America is the most powerful nation in the history of the world, and we can afford it. Janet Yellen, his Treasury Secretary, agrees. But what do you think about that? I'd love to hear your thoughts. You can text the show anytime, night or day at 573-319-1586. The text lines are always open at 573 573- 319-1586. We're going to talk about that, and we'll talk a little bit about how Steffi's really been kind of shocked by the anti-Semitism online. I just didn't week. know it was that bad. <laughs> you don't pay that close of attention. You were always also kind of <laughs> shocked at some of, of um, what you've learned about me and my history with it. In, uh, yes, before I, I, I ever now met understand you. more about the troubles you've had yeah. in the past. Yes, yeah. It's, it's interesting because like people are trying to accuse me of taking a pro-Israel stance because of my Jewish wife. They're like, oh, well, Steph, you, I, what, your Jewish wife won't sleep with you if you don't support Israel? Well, that's the funniest thing is yeah. that I barely talk about this topic with you. I think the last time we really talked about it was last week on the show. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. I don't think about it that much. She doesn't, so there's no pressure from me. Yeah, she doesn't care. <laughs> and I think I actually love Muslim people more than you do. A lot more, yeah. It, it's not so much Muslim people as it is the cult of Islam that I really have a problem right. with. As a, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, and uh, then we'll move on to the more fun stuff. So starting at like by 7.30 this morning, we're going to get off of the Middle East topic. Yay. We're going to get away from all the, the rage, the rancor, the hatred, uh -huh. the anti-Semitism, the Islamophobia. We're going to get away from that and we're going to start, start talking about the fun stuff. At 7.30 a.m., I'm really excited. Victoria's Secret is bringing mm. sexy back. Mm, yes. Mm, 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 mm. I mean, I'm kind of excited, too. Because you know what, you are, you know, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna tell a secret. Huh. I see Steffi looking sometimes at the Victoria's Secret stuff, and she's like, "Ew." Oh yeah, I remember commenting to you. I showed you recently yeah. one yeah. of the ads that I saw. Yeah, and it was like, "Yeah." You know, it's like women 
they like to look at other pretty women, just as men like to look at pretty women. Right, right. Yeah, uh, we were, and we were just, uh, we were just talking about this. Oh, hey, we've got, all, we've already got to say thank you to Quest Fanning for oh dropping us ten dollars in the tip jar. Thank you for that. Thank you, Quest. So early in the morning. It's, it was an anniversary gift. Oh, thank you. Appreciate so that. We that. can go to dinner or something. Yeah, we appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, all right, we can. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we'll talk about uh, Victoria's Secret models. Uh, apparently, the sales are not so good. Right. Money talks. Money talks and bullshit walks. We'll talk about that at 7.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. this morning. And I'm always, during the week, I'm looking for stories that would be good for Steffi for Friday. <laughs> so he knows when, what I like. So when I saw this story, I thought to myself, perfect Friday fodder for us to lighten it up. Ten foods that need to be refrigerated. I was feeling very triggered by some of these. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gasped as I was reading them. Ten foods that need to be refrigerated because we did have don't don't give it away, but no. we did have one of these food items, uh, which we realized needed to be refrigerated, and it had been left out for a couple of years. And we're like, is this still good? You know. Uh, so, yeah, we'll talk about that in the end of the show. Oh, also, uh, I forgot disaster preppers. I love prepping. You're a big disaster prepper, right, Steph? I used to be. Yeah. And I'll tell you all all the things I used to buy. Yes. So apparently disaster prepping, making a comeback and uh, despite, you know, considering we might be in end times, <laughs> probably a good time I to hit that we were in topic. end times back in 2012. I don't know what you're talking about. You got about. your Ron Paul gold and all that. Yes. yes. I was ready way back then. Well, now this, You all are late to the show. It, well, now it might actually be the end times. And so therefore... Um, uh, this Wall Street <laughs> Journal article probably is a, it's a good time for us to read it. So we'll talk about disaster preference as well today. At 8 o'clock this morning, uh, friendship is a currency. Speaking of currency, gold. Oh. Um, Generation Z is going broke. Uh, Generation Z, they don't have friends. It's kind of not friendship. Friendship. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see that with the rise of the internet and mm-hmm. such. I mean, I can talk about my own friendships. This will be interesting for well, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but more and more young people are not socializing in person. They're socializing online. And right. so they find that they don't, that they have a dearth of friends whenever you actually need them. Cause Hey, listen, without friends, you know, where would we be? You know, where would this show be if we didn't have friends online, yeah. especially like without online friends, I probably wouldn't have found you. But right. Here's the thing. The people who have become like the biggest supporters of this show, th- we've met them, you know, person yes but right. we met them online first we met them online but Most we actually right but i think the problem is with a lot of young people is that they don't translate the online friendships into real life friendships you know that's how i used to be yes. yeah yeah i can tell you all about all my online friends all right well <laughs> we know that you're an online friend of ours and we'd love to make your friend uh make a friend with you in person perhaps at some point in the future but if you are a friend of the show do us a favor and click that like button. And if you haven't already subscribed to the channel, we'd love to hear from you and come back and join us every Monday through Friday here on the show. Again, uh, except for this Monday. Studio 314 says he's taking a mental health day so he can get mental. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm looking at Monday as, is my mental health day. Mm-hmm. We've just been so exhausted mentally. Yeah, yeah, it's been a lot. It's been a lot, all this stuff that's been going on. So, uh, mm-hmm. But Monday will be a nice day off for us. Let's see. One listener texted in, says, women don't dress up or do makeup or buy for us men. Victoria's Secret, they do it for clout and from approval from other women. Men only want heels at most. Red pill, my friend, Dude, and I love you. That's the whiteout termite and pest control that texted in that. Okay, so hilarious. What? It's a local. It's a oh. local. 
the local uh, termite company. No, no, no. I, I don't oh. know. Where's I don't know. Let's see where they're at. Anyway, I don't want to dox them. So, oh my gosh, you know, I've been hearing more and more red-pilled men mm-hmm. tell me that women are judging each other, and men really don't even care what us women are wearing. It's or if we have makeup on. Yeah, it's 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 hilarious because I remember when I first told you this, and I was telling you that like women, yeah. you rejected this oh, when I. I- kind of in denial you, yeah, the fact you, that you still love me without makeup is shocking to me right which is which is okay we'll get into that but the, <laughs> the point is that it's men women don't dress up and make themselves look beautiful for men they do it for other women correct yes so anyways we're going to talk about that so our, our termite and pest control friend uh who's messaging messaging us this morning from down south uh, is absolutely correct, and we are going to talk about that when we get to the Victoria's Secret topic a little bit later. What else do we have on the show for us today, Steph? Fast food. Talking about the oh, yeah. best fast food restaurants and the worst fast food restaurants, which I also gasped at. Yes, the top-rated fast food chains in each state and major city has dropped. One of the chains that we're going to talk about is one that I actually had to go to therapy for. Wait, what? Therapy the for? story. Uh, sh- Okay, uh, this is going to be a new story for me. Okay, you know it. You know, fast food chain sends Steffi into therapy mode. Okay, well, yes. we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, uh, the therapeutic relationship. Oh, when family Talking about therapy. Yeah, when family bonds break, estrangement, choosing to be estranged from one's family is a painful dilemma. Sometimes one can't resolve damaging family dynamics. Needing to break ties with family members might be the only way to preserve one's sense of self. And breaking times with family doesn't end the difficulty or pain of the dynamics of play. Then why do it, for the love of God? Okay. Well, I kind of did it myself. Did you? Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we're going to have a little therapy session here today on the show. Yeah. Have you have you been estranged from any of your family members? And are we are you willing to share it? If you are willing to share your story and you don't want to have your name published, that's fine. If you send us a text at 573-319 one five eight six with your story and just say hey don't drop my name um but here's my story then we will obviously we will keep your identity a secret but we'd love to hear your stories of family estrangement again at 573-319-1586 whenever you talk about that i always think about this life coach woman that Mm -hmm. we watched on youtube one time and she was talking about family estrangement when your family is toxic and it sounds like she was trying to convince everybody else to become estranged from their family because she did. Right. And she was just trying to like make herself feel better. Like <laughs> no offense, Stephanie, to like your profession or anything yes. like that. But it just seems unfortunately like so many therapists are like trying to inflict their mental health problems on other people and pretend like they're doing therapy when in, re- <laughs> when in reality they're just it's therapy for them. And they are also I think a lot of therapists cause problems for people because absolutely their own unresolved issues. And I mean, I used to be in social work class with so many people that were still recovering. Like there was this one woman that she had some sort of abusive trauma going on and she was talking about it in class all the time. And it's like, that's why these people were in the social work program was to help themselves ultimately. So on one hand, I see the, the point of like people who have had mental health struggles in the past can relate to people who have mental health struggles and therefore they could be good therapists. Right. Like, especially in the substance abuse community, I found that a lot of people who have struggled with addiction, they become addiction counselors. On the other hand, 
why it doesn't there's an argument to be made that sending mentally ill people to handle mentally ill people <laughs> two wrongs don't make a right yeah, it doesn't make yes. a lot like it seems problematic to me right yes you kind of got to figure yourself out first before you can help somebody else yeah 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 i got there's a lot to say about that we are going to get to that we will get there a little bit later in the show yes okay so it's going to be an interesting one today micro cheating Oh, this is an interesting one because a lot of the things on the list of micro cheating, I don't really think it's cheating at all. Yeah. The New York Post article's headline was the one acceptable way to cheat on your partner. I, I still wonder what it is. I don't think I discovered that. Okay. I have time to read through the whole article. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you might get a chance a little bit later, but we'll see. It'll be a surprise. It'll be a surprise. The one acceptable way to cheat on your partner, uh, according to the New York Post. So mm. we're going to talk about micro-cheating a little okay. bit later on in the show. So it's going to be a fun show. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, people are dying in the Middle East and being murdered by uh, terrorists. And so therefore, we have to talk about it. Did you... We listened to Joe Biden's speech last night. We did. We were... Well, I was rushing out of the Vietnamese restaurant we were at last night because I was so excited for the speech. For yeah. some reason, I get really giddy about political speeches and debates. Well, it was it was a pretty pivotal speech. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I've got a little clip of it here uh, real briefly. Let's take a listen to uh, um, a short snippet of President Biden's speech last night. And I know many of you in the Muslim American community, the Arab American community, What's the Palestinian American community... And so many others are outraged and hearty, I thought he saying to yourselves, here we go again with Islamophobia and distrust we saw after 9-11. My God, did he convert? Yeah, he converted to Islam. Is that what he was announcing last night? Yeah, obviously this is not uh, President Joe Biden's speech uh, from, uh, from last night. Corner of my eye. I was like, is that Joe Biden? What is happening? <laughs> so let's just, so let's just hear, hear it again without you talking over it. And I know many of you in the Muslim American community, the Arab American community, the Palestinian American community, and so many others are outraged and hearty, saying to yourselves, here we go again with Islamophobia and distrust we saw after 9 11. Yeah, girl, shit. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> so this is this is kind of what I was trying to explain to you yesterday, Stephanie, is that mm -hmm. so the president supports Israel, right? Because, yeah, he, he, he was he, just there the other day. He knows that that's in his own best interests, at, you know, because he's running an election year. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's that. He also is running as a Democrat and his party is full of Jew haters. Yes. His party is full of anti-Semites and uh, Rashida Tlaib types, Ilhan Omar's. So on one hand, he's got this challenge. He's running for president of the United States again. God only knows for what reason. And he's also trying to appease the uh, the Nazi wing of the of the Democratic Party uh -huh. that hate the Jews and want to see the complete destruction of Israel and want Hamas terrorists to murder more babies. And so it's like on one hand, he's saying, you know, we're going to send more money to Israel. And then he's also. Uh, saying, oh, we got to worry about Islamophobia and all that. He's playing both sides in the middle. It's kind of like a better who like bets if you've got like 50-50 and you mm -hmm. bet on both. That way, it's, a lot of people do this in politics. So they fund both sides. Oh, yes. And the reason why they do that is because they, it, whichever side wins, you want to be like, you know, I supported, you so. I supported you. Yeah, right. you could say I supported you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's why they, you know, libertarians will say things like all wars are banker wars because banks support both sides of the conflict. 
And so with, with Joe Biden's statement there, he doesn't make a definitive, clear, uh, uh, unabashed statement in support of Israel. Right. He has to also add the caveat, but oh, the, the Muslims in the United States, who, by the way, are the safest Muslims in the world. The safest oh, oh, Muslims the ones in the United States. The ones in the United States are the safest and they have the most human rights. Right. Of right. Anywhere. The, the Muslims in the Middle East and the Muslims of Africa mm-hmm. don't have anywhere near the human rights mm-hmm. anywhere else in the world. And they come here and you don't and you, here's the thing. You don't the Jews don't move to the United States and then be like, We hate it here. We don't like the United States. Like but when they go to Minnesota and they go to Dearborn, Michigan, and they interview the Muslims of these territories, uh huh, there are videos and I've played these like just in the recent oh, weeks. Oh, I think I've seen some of them. Yeah, and they're they're like, oh, it's terrible here. We hate it here. We wish we were back in uh, Somalia. We wish we were like go right, then. right. Get the f- out. Feeling homesick. Get out, yeah. please, for the love of God. They don't assimilate. They don't accept American values, mm-hmm. and then they praise terrorism, and they're and they're thankful when children are murdered. I, I say, go back to Somalia. Yeah, I, I was just thinking a lot of Jewish people do move to Israel because they really want to be there. So that's the interesting thing about it is there are a lot of American Jews that make that pilgrimage over there. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't see videos of people going to the Hasidic communities of Brooklyn. And the Hasidic community of Brooklyn talk shit about the United States. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. guess I've never really asked them about it. Yeah. You, you, they always talk really good about Israel. They're always like, me. oh, my daughter, Sarah, she's going to Israel. Sure. You know? Sure. But there's a difference between <laughs> between saying, oh, the mother country, uh, uh, you know, is mm-hmm. nice. That That's not what we're hearing from Nigerian Muslims who moved to the United States. Right. Or Palestinian Muslims who moved to the United States. They, they continue to bring with them their anti-democratic, anti-liberal, anti-liberty views mm-hmm. and, and bring them here to the United States. And then we're supposed to act as if when people say Islamophobia, why would anybody be afraid of a, of a death cult that beheads people and, and blows people up and murders civilians? Huh. I wonder why anyone would be afraid of that. I, I really, no? I, I, the problem is, is that Islam has not had a reckoning. Judaism. And Christianity, they came into contact with secular humanism in the in the late 1700s and the early 1800s, mm-hmm. and then they we said, okay, no more holy wars, no more crusades, you know, n- no more of this barbar, no more no more of this barbarism in the name of religion, right? You don't get to enforce religious law on the rest of the country. And the United States, as a secular nation, was born that respects everyone's religion. The Middle East didn't experience that. Islam has not experienced that. They have not undergone a process of assimilation into a Western world order that includes rights for women, that includes uh, the liberalization of trade, that includes the, the type of punishment that coincides with a justice system that is actually just. I mean, for the love of God, how long can the world tolerate this kind of barbarism to continue? And the fact that people actually, not only do they not speak out, because some people are silent, mm-hmm. not only not speak out, but there are actual people who actually supported these acts of terrorism. Not only these students, but I see people calling themselves libertarians who are like, it's an open air prison. How the f- do you get rockets into an open air prison? 
Hmm. How do you get how do you get um AK 47s? How do you get uh um RPGs? They're calling, they're calling Gaza Strip an open air prison. I hear some libertarian retards calling it a uh, concentration camp. In the Gaza Strip. In the Gaza Strip. How do you get how hmm. do you get rocket propelled grenades into a concentration camp? The people, you know, the, the concentration Jews- camp really didn't have an iron dome on it. It just had the fencing, which is it yeah. looks like that's what Israel many, has. Is it yeah. has that fencing? Right. Did did Bergen Belsen? Did the Jews of Bergen Belsen get their hands on rocket propelled grenades? Did no. they? Did were they able to get their hands on some some MP40s? No, right? because no. it was very restricted what yeah. was coming in and out of those fences. Whereas yeah. somehow weapons are getting over those fences. Somehow in those, the Gaza Strip. Somehow, yeah. Somehow in an, in an open them? air prison. Yeah, where yes. are they coming from? Because Stephanie, now that you're here, I want to give you a chance to talk. We watched a video the other night of uh, the terrorist attacks. You want to? Oh you want to talk about that? We watched it right before we went to bed. And that was probably the worst idea ever because I was like, oh, great. Now I'm going to dream about this or have nightmares. What did we see? So what we saw was it was like a compilation video of was it the attacks on October 7th of Hamas or was it maybe over the course of the past few weeks? Mm -hmm. But basically it was Hamas terrorists going into Israeli neighborhoods and homes And they're just literally like shooting randomly and Jewish. Well, I assume they're Jewish, but Israeli people's windows. And then we literally saw uncensored dead people and dead dogs. We saw a dead golden retriever on the floor that was shot up. And it's just it was like a murder scene everywhere. Blood everywhere, you know, from them dragging people. So we saw them. So we saw them breaking into the fence, using their grenades to like blow up the fence, going through the fence. Right. Riding- how they were entering into Israel. Mm-hmm. And then when they got to people's homes, mm-hmm. like the, you, there were there were civilians, like people who were like, you know, wearing track suits out for a daily walk. Right. Just out for a walk. And then boom, they're just being shot in the back. Boom, boom, boom. AK-47 in the back. I know. And then D- the doing nothing. Doing absolutely nothing. They, they weren't resisting. They were just civilians fleeing. Okay. Yes. And then we saw like these charred people in a car and it's like, it still looked like people, but they were just like all black. And like, charcoal. Yeah. yeah. It was just so disgusting. This- and I can't get these images out of my head now. It's horrible. Well, I mean, it's it's awful, and we certainly we don't want to dwell on these things uh-huh. too much and things like that because I think that like it you know it, it can impact you a little too negatively. But uh, yeah. I don't think that we should turn away, right? I don't think that we cannot <clears throat> turn mm-hmm. a blind eye to these kinds of atrocities, it's even if they're reality. yes, and even if it's happening somewhere around the world. Just because I don't think that the United States should involve themselves militarily or financially, does not mean that we should not speak out morally for in favor of civilization over barbarism and you were asking me last night what do you think the united states should do yeah because after we heard what joe biden is doing how he's going to be sending more money to israel he's going to be sending um, basically resources to the gaza strip for the civilians (laughs) the people who are not the terrorists and somehow he says they're going to make sure the terrorists don't you know, get to these items. Yeah. Well, well, like, well, how do you do that, that? well you can't. Right. As a matter of fact, like when libertarians are like, when, when usually like you'll see libertarians lying and saying Israel committed, created Hamas, mm-hmm. for example, which is a lie. Um, what has happened is that Hamas was able to gain 
funding and resources because of the humanitarian aid that's being sent into Gaza. Right. Because what what Hamas will do is they will enact, it's kind of like Robin Hood, pay your taxes, right? So they're like, you know, the, the merry men, if you will, the terrorists are the Robin Hoods in this, in this scenario. Uh-huh. They're like, if you want to, if you want safe passage through Sherwood Forest, you have to pay your taxes to Robin Hood and his merry men, except of course, this is Hamas. So the people, the civilians are paying Hamas? Yeah. In order okay. for humanitarian aid to enter into the Gaza Strip, uh-huh. Hamas takes taxes uh-huh. that aid that goes in and takes a portion of it and then uses the either the funding mm-hmm. or the aid, the like uh, the resources that are sent there, water, food, right? And uses it to support terrorism. Gosh. So that's when people are like, well, they support Israel supported uh, Hamas. They funded Hamas. They were trying to offer aid mm-hmm. to the people of the Gaza Strip who are suffering, and that money gets siphoned away from the terrorists. If anything, right. that's an argument, another argument for why we should not be sending humanitarian aid to the Gaza Strip, because right. it goes to the terrorists. I know. And I don't support sending money or military equipment to Israel, unless they buy them. If they buy them, that's fine. Right, because Biden's like, oh, they're just things in our stockpile. We want to get new items anyway. We don't need these things that we're sending to them. How does he know like we don't need them? old clothes. Oh, I'm just donating them. How no does he know deal. we don't need them, right? right. I mean, if, if we are really truly headed towards World War III, uh-huh. we're going to need them, right? Like, right, you use everything. Yeah, old, new, it exactly, doesn't matter. Exactly. If, if, yeah. if there was ever a zombie assault mm-hmm. on the uh, Peterson compound and a small band of our friends were holed up in the Peterson house with us, mm-hmm. They're not going to be like, oh, well, do you have a JDAM? Do you have a Patriot missile? No, they're going to be like, wow, thank God Austin has a K-38, you know, a, 19, <laughs> a 1931 Swiss rifle right. and, and 75 rounds of uh, of seven five by five five millimeter ammunition to take out zombies with. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was made in 1931, but uh, it sure does, sure is damn useful for today, mm-hmm. right? It's the same kind of concept where like Joe Biden is like, you want to take on the American military, you got to have you got to have nukes and tanks and planes and stuff. And like, meanwhile, you know, the terrorists in the Middle East, all they have is AK-47s and RPGs and they parachutes and parachutes. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So maybe we do need those weapons. But the point is this, the point is that Israel is not a poor nation. No, they are not impoverished. And, and if the Jewish people want the state of Israel to survive, I am confident that if the state of Israel is in want or in need of these kinds of resources, they will pay to do it. I'm, yes. for, I'm for America first. Mm-hmm. The American taxpayer dollar should be used to defend Ameri- the American people first. Should we be spending military and financial resources to rescue Americans that are captured there? Yes. Right. That's our duty to help Sh- American people. Yes. And since Israel is our friend and our ally, if we have information that we gather along in our intelligence gathering things, should we pass it along to our friends? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. And if my friends, here's the thing, my friends, I don't buy them. Like I don't pay for their security. Okay. I don't pay for, I want them to be secure. Some of my friends may live in dangerous neighborhoods, right? But if they want money from me for security, mm-hmm. they have to buy it from me, right? They'd have to buy, if they want a gun from me, they have to buy it from me. Right. Okay. Unless they're borrowing something. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. But if you borrow something, mm-hmm. you have to give it back. Right. right? And if you're taking a, a grenade, there's no way to give a grenade back. 
Okay. Right. So, right. You can't you have, return used bullets. You well, to, I guess you could uh, refill them, you but still, have you have to, to refill them. You got to pay for it. You got to pay for it. <laughs> yes. Right. And the problem too is that Joe Biden wants to tie the aid to Ukraine. Uh-huh. He wants to tie that aid to the Israeli aid. As a matter of fact, Senator uh, J.D. Vance of Ohio commented on that on that at Fox News. Take a listen to this. Why is Joe Biden going on national television and selling people on a Ukrainian escalation? When Joe Biden is talking about the terrible tragedy in Israel, whatever your view, Sean, on on Ukraine, it is a separate country and a separate problem. I think what the president did is completely disgraceful. If he wants to sell the American people on 60 billion more to Ukraine, he shouldn't use dead Israeli children to do it. It was disgusting. Why? Your thoughts, Steph? Oh, that is really interesting. I, I didn't think about it last night when I was listening to him. But yes, he did put together Ukraine and Israel. Mm -hmm. And it's like, those are two very separate fights here. Yeah, they are. But they want to tie that that together. Okay, this is reminding me, the word that kept coming to my mind last night as I was listening to the speech was manipulative. Mm -hmm. Yes, Every word was so finely crafted in Mm -hmm. Joe Biden's speech, including the purposeful repetition of certain words to make it extra emotional he mm-hmm. would be like all all you know like saying a few words you know like multiple times mm-hmm. just to re-emphasize it mm-hmm. and then he kept saying peace we want peace yeah you bullshit. know and, and he makes war just sound so pretty mm-hmm. with rainbows and butterflies yeah it's Can like you- yeah i'm sure so many people on the left were just feeding into that last night oh yes joe we want peace and love Send all our money over there, please. KV Andy over on the live stream says, I believe I'm going to have an AR built. It's about that time. There you oh, go, Andy. Cool. If you live in uh, California, you can, uh, you can have now. an AR built with a detached magazine. Yeah. Right? Did you hear about this? Yeah. <laughs> did you guys hear that California actually had a judge overturn their anti their assault weapons ban? So we now were that, just listening about that this morning. Yeah, kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. So we'll wait and see because you know what California is going to do. They're going to do what New York does. They're just going to pass another law and then the Supreme Court's going to have to step in and slap them down. It's a constant fight to maintain our liberties. So well, Gavin Newsom is in Israel right now, so he might be a little distracted. So maybe we can, you know, try to pass some <laughs> Campaigning sort of for president. laws. Everyone go buy your AR-15s before he gets back. <laughs> <laughs> if you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show, good morning. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. The lovely lady you see right over here is my wife, Stephanie Peterson. Hello, it's wife freedom. of almost two years. That's right. Our anniversary this weekend. And uh, we were glad to have you here. Do us a favor. Click that like button, will you? And subscribe for the channel for the cute redhead on the screen. We'd love to have you come back and join us every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time here on the Wake Up America show. This coming Monday, though, we will be taking off for our anniversary, having a nice couple's massage and enjoying each other's bodies. Uh, You can uh, join us again. We'd love to have you come back and join us. All right. So since it's World War Three, it's time to talk about who counts as a disaster prepper these days. Yes. Lots of us. Lots yes. of us. More people are prepping for a few weeks of flood, fire or other surge- urgent situations mm-hmm. by buying supplies to get them through. Uh, the, this is a Wall Street Journal article it says disaster preparedness. Once the province of fringe groups and so-called preppers convinced doomsday was at hand has a new face. A renewed interest in self-reliance is driving city dwellers and suburbanites to stock their homes and cars for emergencies, blame supply chain shortages, remember COVID, Mm -hmm. and the shock of empty grocery shelves 
or more recent natural disasters and, of course, tense global events. So a lot of these customers apparently just don't fit the kind of stereotype of like, you know, the military mm -hmm. surplus wearing guy ammunition and gas masks and all that kind of stuff. Like regular moms and pops buying first aid kits. Um, we need right. to get, we need to, we were just talking today. We need to get a sponsor. We need to get a doomsday sponsor. Yes, I think a lot of people would be really interested in mm -hmm. that. So the funny thing is, I think I kind of got burnt out on prepping mm -hmm. back in 2012. Cause for me, I just kind of go all in on things. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, after a while I get tired of it. Cause I'm like, you know what? The world is not ending. I'm not going to keep preparing. Mm -hmm. And then I just kind of fall off. Right. Um, do you want me to tell you yeah, all yeah, the yeah, preparations I used to make? Okay. I used to buy things from Costco a lot, such as pudding. I would buy a lot of pudding because, you know, God forbid we had no food. I would live on pudding. And then like those little applesauce squeezies, I would buy those. I have a life straw just in case I need to drink out of ponds. <laughs> I have only used it like one time. Mm -hmm. The thing about it was that the life straw does not get rid of fluoride, mm -hmm. okay, when you're drinking. So I was like, well, gosh, how can we get rid of the fluoride in the water? You know, so the life straw. I remember, like, during the Ron Paul days, like, I was like, <laughs> I would be like, you know, uh, high on the devil's lettuce. And I was sure that at any time, at any moment, like during my campaign for Ron Paul days, that like. FBI, open up! Oh my God. I, I just, I knew that the feds were going to kick my door down and they were going to raid my house and they were going to take me in for being a domestic terrorist and all that stuff. And I still think they probably might. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember back in the like music downloading days when I was scared people were going to knock at my door and mm -hmm. know that I downloaded Hillary Duff's CD. <laughs> <laughs> I still get you for that. I mean, here's why Here's why this is news. The surveys and rising sales of prefabricated disaster kits indicate we need to get some of those as a sponsor for our show. Mm -hmm. Indicate that Americans are more apt to keep emergency supplies on hand than they were a few years ago. Roughly a third of the U.S. adults who were surveyed said that they spent an average of $150 on items including non-perishable food, mm -hmm. medical supplies, and cases of water in the past year. That's up from uh, that's up from 20 percent than uh, that did so in 2020. I mean, that's smart. Mm -hmm. We do have like a little first aid kit. We mm -hmm. do keep. A Sam's Club sized water, you know, water bottle thing. Yeah. The guy that they interviewed for this uh, article, a guy by the name of Rick Leesman from Kansas City, Missouri, he says, I'm not a bunker guy. I'm a PlayStation 5, love my comfort guy. If you told him a few years ago he would have four pre packed bug out bags hanging in his KCMO pantry, he wouldn't have believed it. They're filled with snacks, flashlights, water, and <laughs> coloring books for his two sons. Yeah. So. Yeah. After a while, though, it's like, when my stuff was, you know, already in my pantry, I'm like, I need to start using this stuff before it goes bad. Right. Because right. the food items will go bad eventually. So I started eating lots of pudding and all of mm -hmm. my food and then it was gone. And then I'm like, oh, great. Now I have to replenish it. Right. But yeah, I mean, I think in terms of toilet paper, that's probably a, a good item to stock up on. I bought a ton of it from Amazon recently. So we have lots of cottonelle. Well, in our house. so so I remember when the pandemic first broke out that people were like, of all of the people who like did the best during the pandemic, it was the preppers. The preppers mm -hmm. were the ones who I actually know. did the best. We got to be like, we were right. Told you ha -ha, so. This Told is why we've been stocking up for so many years. Yeah, yeah. So sales, <laughs> sales of emergency preparedness kits are uh, are on the rise. 
And specifically because after COVID-19 and after uh, Ukraine, more and more people are looking at, um, at this conflict in Israel and Hamas and, um, and, and saying, this, is, this could be it. This could be World War III. In my head, are bad things happening more often? Mm-hmm. Is that why we feel the need to prepare more? Mm-hmm. Or is it just because of the rise of social media and we're just seeing everything? So it's again, just like those plane crash videos. We seem to think there's more plane crashes because we see it on yeah. social media. It's a good point. But the thing is, is that like a, a conflict between Israel and Hamas mm-hmm. is more of like it has that apocalyptic feel because mm-hmm. Israel is a nuclear power. Um, they are going to do uh, whatever it takes to secure their freedom. And a lot of people around the world are far more interested and have a lot far more I- invested in the conflict between Israel and the Palestinians than they do between Russia and Ukraine, for example. Like people support mm-hmm. Ukraine against Russia. They don't want Russia to take over Kiev and they don't want, you know, Russia to to expand. Mm-hmm. But they also care way more about what happens in Jerusalem and the Holy Land than they care about what happens in Kiev. Right. For their own religious reasons. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So and- Yeah, I mean I had a family member in Israel just up until about a week ago, my my cousin's daughter, so my distant cousin she was living in Jerusalem when this whole thing started and she finally came back safely to America. So we're very thankful for that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and there are still Americans who ha- are being held hostage in mm-hmm. Gaza and we're hoping for the best for them and that they can be returned safely here to the United States. So anyways, uh, I'm curious if anybody who's watching us right now, do you all have any family or friends in the Middle East right now? Because I'm honestly curious to know, what are they going through? I mean, are they going to work? Are they going to school? Mm. Do they get to go out to eat? It's like, is everything closed right now? Is everybody just in their bunker? I I just want to know what is really happening Mm. on the streets Mm -hmm. of Israel right now. Yep. One listener texted in, said, happy anniversary. Happy Monday. Never forget your Ron Paul days. Some Some will support after him and I are both pushing daisies. Um, one listener texted in and gave us a, um, a prepper company that we might want to reach out to for awesome. to sell their products here on the show. Another listener texted in quest says the taste police still have you on file for Hillary Duff, Stephanie. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I really do regret downloading so much music, especially from Apple, because I spent so much money mm-hmm. after I felt bad about, you know, downloading yeah. it illegally. Yeah. I spent so much money and I'm like, what am I going to do with all these songs? Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that you did, you know, that I did during mm-hmm. the pandemic or not during the pandemic, but during my Ron Paul days was I bought gold and I bought it when it was like $700 an ounce, seven or $800 an ounce. Oh, that's actually really good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I bought mine over a thousand. You bought yours over a thousand. Oh, yeah. So like, here's what happened in 2007. <laughs> I started volunteering for Ron Paul in New York. I was um, watching, you know, Alex Jones interviewing Ron Paul, uh-huh. and I was thinking that the world was coming to an end, and yes. that if the uh, that the economy would collapse, that we would all go back to caveman days and you know trading gold coins and uh, all We'd that. We'd be kind bartering. Of stuff. We'd be bartering and all that kind of stuff. So I lived in New York City, so obviously I can't have guns. I couldn't have guns in New York City. Uh-huh. And uh, right. and then I um, bought gold at like seven hundred or eight hundred dollars an ounce. 
And then, and then the 2007, 2008 financial crisis happened. Oh my word. The stock market crashed. The housing market crashed. Mm -hmm. And my gold went from like $700 or $800 an ounce to like $1,000 an ounce. Yeah. Cause I bought mine in like 2011, 2012. Yeah. And so I was just like, Mm -hmm. I was just like, Ron Paul was right. You know, like (laughs) Dr. Ron Paul cured my apathy. (laughs) Ron Paul, Ron Paul, save a constitution, all right. God, we would we were all such paltards. It was like we was, oh, was. we were paltards. We were paltards, and it was like it, I remember like we would scream Ron Paul so much that it stopped being Ron Paul. That it started becoming Ron Paul. Yeah, it's like Ron Ron Paul. Who was probably on drugs at a Ron Paul rally that oh, I went yeah. to in Michigan, and he was like, "Didn't you like doing this weird hippie dance?" Yes, uh, <laughs> we owe we owe uh, AI creeper a debt of gratitude. By the way, thank you, sir. He says, what did he do? Or Al Creeper. He uh, donated uh, $10 on the Rubble Ranch. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, helps. It's a nice little anniversary gift. He says, uh, first time here. Like what I'm hearing. Happy cool. anniversary. Thank you, Al. So cool. Welcome. And I hope you come back. Yeah, we hope you come back and join us. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel so you don't lose us. I'm Austin Peterson. My wife, Stephanie Peterson, here joining us now. Talk a little bit about doomsday preppers. Oh, it's such a fun topic. Glocos0422 says he's old enough to remember uh, $300 an ounce gold. Oh, once. my gosh. Yes. Please yes. tell me you still have that gold. He, yeah, no kidding. Ron Powell. <laughs> Bertos Space Girlfriend's here with us. What's up, Bertos? Hey, we know you. Yeah, she says, she says, Ron Powell. <laughs> <laughs> It's Ron like on Paul. South Park when they're like, you murdered. They took our Ron Paul. Words just start going together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thankfully, it was, you know, here's the funny thing about what we were talking about trying to get a sponsor. The funny thing about that is, is because of like my activism for Ron Paul, back in the day, I actually um, helped Ron Paul circulate petitions mm-hmm. for Uh-oh. auditing the Federal Reserve. Okay. And uh-huh. there I met Rachel Mills, who uh-huh. was working in Ron Paul's congressional office. And through that friendship, Rachel now works for Lear Capital. Uh-huh. And she's like, hey, Austin, let's pay you back and support the Wake Up America show. And we'll sp- and they'll advertise on the show. And uh-huh. so it's because of my Ron Paul active, my Ron Paul being a Paul Tar back today. Uh, that we now have their capital supporting the Wake Up America show. Uh, and of course, you can get yourself some Ron Paul gold at Lear yeah. Capital. Uh, actually, at- they can get some George Washington coins. I was so excited. They emailed me. They always send me updates. And uh, they showed a picture of their new Mount Rushmore collection. And they're starting off with George Washington coins. And I am so excited because I love collector's coins. Like I have a Missouri coin currently. And so they're just much more special rather than just getting like bars because those are just so plain. Mm-hmm. So definitely you all must check them out. And I love this music. You have to go to LearAustin.com or you can call Lear Capital. What's their number? 1-800-885-2175. That's right. Yes. And they've got that special still going on. I checked. Oh, about $500? Yeah, it's a $500 account credit. So So you can get a George Washington coin and you can get a $500 credit if you call Lear Capital. I mean, think about it. It's It's such an amazing deal because even if you just buy like one ounce of gold, you're immediately getting that $500 account credit. So it's kind Mm -hmm. of like uh, uh, you're already in the money. So I would say today is a great day to call our friends over at Lear Capital. Tell them Austin Peterson sent you and scream, Ron Paul! 
call. <laughs> you got to call that number 1-800-885-2175. That's 1-800-885-2175. Shake your money maker, Steffi. There you go. Let's make that money. Yeah. Oh my god. This there music is so good. Yeah. I dream about it. Uh. All, right. All right. It's time for us to move on, Stephanie. Victoria's Secret, bringing oh. sexy back, they say. Now yes. that I'm all hot. Yes. Oh, we got to say thank you to Studio 314. He's oh just, my gosh. He says everyone should learn how to be more self-sufficient. Prepping is good as it's good to have backup. Remember toilet paper shortages. God, that was so stupid. That was you the dumbest this. thing ever. People are like, what do I do if I don't have toilet paper? So I know we're getting on to another topic, but the yes. question I have is, in terms of this EDC bag, like how much toilet paper can you really fit in your EDC bags? It's like, you, you know, when we're stockpiling all this stuff, my pudding packs, all that, how do I fit it in my EDC bag? Yes. Okay. This is hilarious. Uh, the, you guys are cracking me up on the comments. Uh, uh, Sign of Jonah, by the way, dropped $20 in the tip jar as an anniversary gift. Thank you. Saying buy Studio 314 an adult beverage. <laughs> yes. Um, well, another listener texted in. Let's see. Uh, you all are so nice to us. Yes, self reliance is awesome, but community resilience is pretty powerful too. Says Eric Wilson live. You want to be friends with your neighbors. Yes, that's for sure. Yep. I think our neighbors would bunker up with us. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. They would. Our neighbors across the street already said that we could use their basement if we ever needed to. Yeah, in case there's like a um, uh, tornado or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, because we ain't got a basement. We're like prepped for everything but a, the one threat that we really need to worry about <laughs> i know yeah all right so are you ready to talk about uh fat chicks yes and, and transgender people sexy actually chicks. Oh, they, they were models for are Victoria's they getting Secret. are they getting rid of the the dudes in lingerie yeah for they said um transgender people and the plus size people so i guess they grouped them together i don't know my favorite, like, like there's like a picture of of Peter Griffin from Family Guy. You know, uh-huh. he's like this big fat guy, right? Yeah. He's got a, he's he wears a shirt that says "No Fat Chicks." Oh, well, <laughs> so he would definitely be in favor of this change. So here's the thing. I mean, I don't know what Victoria's Secret was thinking. Like, did they really believe that like they were going to make more money selling lingerie, like a fat girls? Because here's the thing. You ladies, you know, have like, do girls buy lingerie, sexy lingerie for their husbands or their, their boyfriends sometimes? Yes. Sure. I don't to look good for you. Sure. Sure. Yes. Husbands, mm-hmm. Right. Like I particularly like stockings, mm-hmm. but, but I, I, mostly when a girl's look, girls are looking at Victoria's Secret magazines, mm-hmm. a lot of guys do too. Sure. Mm-hmm. But they want to see a beautiful girl. Because they want to, something to look like. It's not to say that like chubby chicks don't want to be like, oh, I feel represented. Women love feeling represented. Right. Because all these women are like, oh, gosh, I compare myself to everybody. Social media is right. all, all about body shaming. Mm-hmm. I just want to feel comfortable in my skin. Again, women don't know what they want. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking about it in you the bathroom You will never earlier, have a wife actually. like mine. Did you hear what she just said? Say that again, Stephanie. Women don't really know what they want. Do you they realize... say that they want to be represented equally, but they really don't want that. I just... Okay, so hush now, woman. You men out there, I, I'm, I don't mean to just rub it in your face or anything, but you will never find a woman like mine, okay? <laughs> she is one in a billion. You will never find a woman out there who will say something like that. There might be. A, there might be a, a diamond in the rough for some of you gentlemen, mm-hmm. right? Maybe you did find her out there. 
but there's nobody like that. Can you imagine hearing your wife say something like that? Women don't know what they want. Can you imagine? Let's give it up for Stephanie Peterson. These are things I think about in the bathroom. (laughs) Just this morning, I was like, okay, why is it that we don't like to see people that, you know, maybe have a little extra fat on them in magazines? If we want it to be realistic, it's because we do like to be tricked in terms of advertisement. Right. Advertisement has to be manipulative because fantasy is all part of desire to buy. Right. And so if I can fantasize about how great I'm going to look in some Mm. lingerie and I see it on this beautiful model, I can tell myself, oh my gosh, I'm going to look so beautiful in this. So Victoria's Secret is said to be returning to its hypersexualized roots, which is funny when they say returning to its hypersexualized roots. So what they're kind of admitting there is by putting plus size and transgender models, they're making their brand less sexy, mm. which is interesting because like that from a psychological perspective, it's kind of like, okay, good. You can, you're finally admitting that like, right. this is not attractive to people. You can't for, they want to force us to be attracted to something and right. you can't, you can't, right. we were talking about That's this last true. night because we were watching curb your development and they were talking about like sex and like uh-huh. like they were trying oh fetishes or yeah kinks or she something. was trying to they kept trying to like find out what he was <laughs> kinky about larry david was kinky about his wife thought he liked butts because he made some comment to a woman oh, on the you street like big about butts. butts oh you like big butts and he's uh-huh. like and, and like the joke was that like because his best friends like was like getting a divorce that his he did his scared that his wife is gonna like tell everybody about all his dirty sexual like uh, fantasies mm-hmm. And so, like, Larry David doesn't even tell his wife what he's interested in because he doesn't want to ever fear that she might tell people what his kinks and all that that stuff are, right? Yes. So right. she was trying to figure it out. She was, tra- like, they, they spent the episode trying to figure out, like, what Larry David was, like, into. And there are some people that have a feederism kink. Oh, my God. they do like larger people. Yes. So, I mean, maybe they would like Victoria's Secret magazine with the larger people, but mm-hmm. that's not everybody again money talks and mm-hmm. so you have to have a large volume of people in order to bring in money mm-hmm. well one listener texted in uh for i guess the first and last time uh oh, they're no. they're unhappy with me what they happened? say my thought is this rename your channel since you aren't for liberty your boomer mod confused censoring for being based lol back to odyssey i have no idea what this person is trying to say was that that person from the other day who was like hating on everybody oh, and that we were censoring him and get the off I, my I lawn know. get off my lawn they don't understand the get off my lawn part of libertarianism uh-huh. like part of libertarianism is free speech which means the government should not censor you right mm-hmm. and then the other part of libertarian is private property in my personal space which means get the off my lawn get the off my oh, lawn. liberals would love the fact that you're talking about your space. No, oh, yes. love talking about spaces. Well, we have our private this property, is your third right? Space, this, okay? is a, this yes, is your way, safe space. It's my show, right? Yes. It's my show. Yes. And if you don't like how we handle things here, we, see the thing, because here's the thing, and I, I don't want to get too much into the show. I'm just going to say this. <clears throat> just to say this. I want to build healthy communities around the show. If that means I have a, a smaller audience, I'm willing to do that. Because the bigger the community is, typically the more toxic it oh becomes. Oh my gosh. Sometimes when I watch you on some other shows that mm-hmm. are really popular, mm-hmm. when you're being interviewed, I'm like, gosh, these people in these comments are horrible. They're really I can hateful. I barely understand what they're saying. I honestly think they're like drugged out of their mind. A lot of them like, are. Don't even know the words that are coming out of their keyboard. They're on drugs, they're drinking and all that yes. stuff. And, and you know, that's fine. You know what I mean? Like, And you want to have that kind of environment? That's fine. 
you know, go watch a show that where people are like that. People are hateful or rude to one another. Mm -hmm. But I just, I feel like I'm the way that I look at my Liberty movement. And like, I feel like I'm building a new branch of libertarianism, especially these days. Yeah. But like my branch of libertarianism is more like special forces versus the regular army. Mm -hmm. Right. So the regular army is going to be made up of like farmers and tailors and, you know, like, you know, drunks and dykes and, you know, just your regular average Joe's off the street. But like, I look at my branch of libertarianism as like SEAL Team Six, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I want people to be a part of like my group and my, my show to be more of like the, you know, hyper intelligent, hyper aware, hyper, hyper like, focused on one another, building a community that is healthy, that is, is tolerant, largely tolerant to the extent that, you know, we can have a community that is, 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 uh, self-sustaining, but you know, when it's time to fight, you know, you, you're like, you know, Osama bin Laden at the compound in Pakistan. Right. So the honors society of libertarians. Exactly. Exactly. That's kind of the way that I look at it. Right. So anyways, uh, let's give him, let's give him a reset. If you're just tuning in to the wake up America show, Kuoka says, all right, screw that. Back to Victoria's Secret. Yes, exactly. Uh, if you're just tuning in, don't forget to click like and subscribe to the channel. We'd love to have you come back and join us every Monday through Friday. If you haven't clicked like and subscribe, what are you doing? Look at my smoking hot redheaded libertarian wife. She comes in. She dances. She sings. Sing. Yes, she, and she's red pill. And she is, and also based. And she joins us every Monday through, uh, she joins us Fridays here on the show. Uh, <laughs> so you definitely want to come back and join us. Um, Floby Tenderson says, AP calls retards, retards. I need no more proof of his legitimacy in regards to common sense freedom fighting. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. All right. Alberto's Space Girlfriend says, what is the opposite of hyperintelligent? Because I am that. <laughs> the opposite of hyperintelligent. That would be really hyper, stupid. Hyper detarded. There's hyper stupid. To me, there's like, there's retarded and then there's detarded. It's like detard. <laughs> like one, one level lower. Anyways, so Victoria's Secret ditching the uh, chunky chicks and the transgender dudes. Uh, and so there you go. Yeah, the trans people, especially. I'm thinking about that underwear that has the opening at the bottom mm -hmm. at Victoria's Secret. I'm like, what happens with the transgender people in that whole thing in mm -hmm. the magazines? Do they just like bleep it out? Right. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I was showing you an ad not too long ago that came across my screen from Victoria's Secret. And I was like, eh, this lady had like fat you know, coming down over her bikini, basically. We couldn't even see the underwear that she was modeling. And I was just like, this is weird. Mm -hmm. And then there's these like really boyish women who are modeling lingerie and you're just like, it just doesn't look appealing. Right, right, right. It, so we're going to move on from the Victoria's Secret topic now to the next topic here. Uh, and this is Foods that need to be refrigerated. Okay. And, and from there, we're going to talk about the top rated fast food chains mm -hmm. in your state and the lowest rated fast food if chains. If you're hungry, in your state. you better get a snack or yes. else you're going to really be struggling right now. Okay. So here we go. Ready? Uh, the 10 foods that need to be refrigerated. First one is tortillas. Mm. I, I didn't know this, but no, you freeze them. Okay. So here's the thing. We bought a huge pack of tortillas from Sam's Club mm -hmm. and we can't eat them all because. If you keep them out on the counter, which is what we do, then they definitely get stale pretty quickly. So I freeze part of them. And then when we're ready to use them, I unfreeze them and I keep them on the countertop. I don't keep them in the refrigerator. And so I feel like the refrigerator makes them kind of like more firm. Mm -hmm. 
everything's more firm in the fridge. Even though I, I do heat up the tortilla before we eat it. The thing that I've noticed is that like when you freeze the tortillas and then you like unfreeze them is they mm -hmm. get like they start to like flake, mm. you know, and I don't I think that's what happened just the other day when I made some tortillas. But that's because they were frozen. Maybe it's uh -huh. different when you freeze them versus you fri refrigerate them. Mm. Maybe if you just refrigerate the tortillas instead of freezing them, mm -hmm. they wouldn't like flake up, right? Right. I mean, I used to put bread in the refrigerator, so I guess it's the same thing. It's all flour, right? Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I used to keep bread in there to just keep it better for longer so no mold would grow on it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, I mean, I could see where that's a good idea. We could try it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm open. Next, uh, next one yeah. on this list here is pie. Okay, so this is so funny because Camelia usually makes us pies mm -hmm. every year. And I do recall she had made like a uh, some sort of a fruit pie last year for us. A couple fruit pies. We had like a few of them. Yes. We did keep them on our countertop. And I remember saying to you, could we do that? Or is it going to go bad? And in this article, it says the fruit pies, they do stay good for a little longer because of like how the fruit is made. It's like got the sugar in it. Right. So that helps preserve it. But if it's a pumpkin pie, apparently that needs to be refrigerated. Mm. So here's a recommendation that's anything but flaky. Pies, specifically pecan and pumpkin, mm -hmm. can become magnets for bacteria, right? They're only safe to eat at room temperature for about an hour or so out of the oven. Isn't that weird? Oops. I didn't know that. Gosh, I mean, we've probably eaten so much bad stuff. Yeah. So pecan and pumpkin specifically have got to be refrigerated. There Oops. you go. So for everybody preparing for Thanksgiving, yeah. refrigerate your pies. Fruit pies can be <laughs> stored on the countertop for two days thanks to sugar and acids that ward off bacteria growth. Mm -hmm. But that's only two days. So that eat that freaking pie. Always, always extend the expiration dates. Mm -hmm. They don't exist in my land. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Keep bread on the counter for way past yeah. the expiration. Yeah. Next one. This was the one that was the most shocking to us that we uh -huh. learned about only recently that has to be refrigerated. And that's maple syrup. Oh, boy. Yes. So you don't like the syrup that has the fake sugar in it? No, it makes me poo. And so recently we were looking for our maple syrup that we did have in the cabinet. And mm -hmm. then I was reading on the bottle. I was like, uh oh, it said must be refrigerated. Mm -hmm. And we didn't refrigerate it. And it's been in there for like a year. So we were like, eh, I think we tried it. Mm -hmm. but the flavor was kind of weird. Mm -hmm. And then I bought some new maple syrup and now it's in the refrigerator. So we have learned our lesson. Yes. No, I still... I still don't understand why it would go bad. I don't either. But honey doesn't go bad. I, I feel like maple syrup and honey are. Are we like sure? Similar. Honey does kind of go. I mean, like, it kind of does go bad, right? It congeals, right? Yeah. In those bottles. At some point, honey's go has got to go bad. I At don't know. Point, right? Here, wait. Does honey ever go bad? Because sometimes you hear about like a thousand year old honey that's still edible. Mm -hmm. Does honey go bad? Okay. These are miraculous creatures, you guys. The short answer is that when properly stored, raw honey does not go bad. Mm -hmm. In fact, it is pretty much the only food on earth that does not go bad. I think bees are like God. Mm. <laughs> okay. That's a very odd thing to say. They, they are just such miraculous creatures. Like mm -hmm. the more I have studied them. Clementine cool. says nothing has to be refrigerated if you're brave enough. Uh, Br oh, for sure. Brindle Bear says, and you don't refrigerate your fresh eggs as long as they don't get wet. Last at least a month on the countertop, then to the fridge for a little while longer. Yeah, my dad doesn't always he doesn't always refrigerate all the eggs that he gets. Actually, on that list, mm -hmm. right there. Um, yeah, because your dad brings us the eggs, you know, non-refrigerated, and then he mm -hmm. always says, "Oh, you guys can keep them on the counter for a while, no big deal." 
Mm. Now, the thing about me that is probably wrong mm. is I keep them in the refrigerator for months and months. Yeah. They're still good. Cam- never get sick. Camelia, the pie expert here. She, here she is in the street. In we the were chat. talking about you, Camelia. So she, thank you for I, hearing. I don't know if she's been here the whole time. Okay. She says anything homemade needs to be refrigerated sooner, including bread. She mm. also says that people think things can sit out longer because so many prepared foods have preservatives in them. That's true. There you go. I mean, for me, I do the smell test and the look test. If it looks like it has can some sort of bacteria? green substance. You can see bacteria? Well, sometimes like bread, bread will get green mold on it. And then I know for sure there's something on there. Or sometimes like cheeses get like white stuff on it or, mm-hmm. you know, little like fuzzies. Sterling Champion is uh, weighing in. He, he's uh, weighing. He's kind of on the Vic- Victoria's Secret topic. That's okay. He yeah. says, honest question, how much of the collapse in sales across luxury goods is due to marketing backlash, one, and then how much is due to people's dire economic circumstances? I suspect it's a letter. No, it's true. It's true. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, people are really changing focus right now, mm-hmm. changing their priorities. Joni Rankin says her ex kept bees. Loved that my get, my kids got to help maintain. Yeah, that'd be something for you, cool to, for you to do with our kids. Yes. Yeah, I do know a little bit about beekeeping. It's very hard to keep them alive, especially mm-hmm. in the winter when mm-hmm. you're in a climate that gets cold because they get really cold. So you have to keep them nice and insulated. <laughs> One listener texted in and I have no idea what they're trying to say. A picture of Stephen Crowder with his changes mind sign. It says, Bees and birds ain't really changed my mind. Ain't really. Oh, birds and the bees. Yeah, but birds I mean, the ain't really what? Uh, Let me tell understood. you about the birds. Yeah, I never understood. Let's talk about the birds and the bees. Because the bees pollinate and the birds. Let me tell you something, okay? <laughs> so there's like one queen bee and like all of the male bees are, you know, Servicing trying to get her, with her. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Clementine is uh, building on top of the double entendres when he says, when your milk is thick enough to eat with a spoon, it might be time to throw it out. That's what she says. Mm, um, curdled fr- milk. Grixis has, his family has a beef farm in Wisconsin. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Eric Wilson Live says, personally, I've noticed a lot of friends trying to sell stuff on Facebook way more than normal. Yeah, a lot of people are struggling out there. Yeah, I That's mean, true. we were trying to sell an old recliner chair mm-hmm. on Facebook Marketplace not too long ago. Yes. And- like nobody wanted it. So we had to give it away for free. And even for free, mm-hmm. nobody wanted it. Let me tell you, all of these people were like, can you drive it to me? You know, like they they just, they won't even take things for free anymore. They want you to do all the work. Mm-hmm. Let's get back on track here. Oh, sorry. 10 foods that need to be refrigerated. Fruits, yes. oranges, limes, and lemons, citrus. Keep them cold. Good. To stretch their use for over a month in some cases. Okay, so here's what I hear. You're supposed to keep them in room temperature if they're still ripening. Mm-hmm. And then once they're fully ripe, then you move them to the fridge to hold the ripeness. So, yes, we do have our oranges in the fridge right now. Yeah, weren't you like trying to like not have them be refrigerated? Weren't we just talking about well, this the other day? Because here's the thing, okay? Like, I trust Sam's Club so much, okay? And at Sam's Club, they have some things not in the refrigerator. And that boggles my mind. I'm like, Sam's Club has to know what they're doing, right? Mm-hmm. The oranges are not in the refrigerator, are they? No, no, they're not. No. The cucumbers and the tomatoes are not in the refrigerator, are they? No. Mm-hmm. Sam's Club lies to us. <laughs> okay. The next item on this list of foods that need to be refrigerated is it's corn. A big lump with knobs. It's, it has the juice. It, it has, has the juice. 
Corn on the cob survives much better when cold since it begins to lose its sugar content dramatically mm. when left at room temperature. Mm. Unless you're going to cook it right away, keep corn in the fridge, husks and all, oh. for one to two days. A lot of times I buy the ones that are already pre-prepared because right. I'm lazy. So yep. yeah, I do keep them in the fridge. And I do freeze some of our corns because Sam's Club sells some frozen corns. Now here's the next one is one that when <laughs> Stephanie read it this morning, she fundamentally rejected it outright. This is not right. Okay, so the next item on the list of foods that have to be refrigerated, peanut butter. I, I just don't get it. I have tried this before, okay? okay? I put my peanut butter in the fridge and it turned very hard. I could not get it out with my knife. So how am I supposed to spread it on my sandwich? Okay, hold on. Hard? Hold on. Uh, University of Arizona professor Margareta A. Cooper said to MarthaStewart.com that refrigerating peanut butter is a smooth move to avoid a sticky situation. Smooth. Yeah, right. Uh, because no. it does not have preservatives or stabilizers, it's best refrigerated to keep it fresh and to prevent the oil from separating out. She says the separated oil in unrefrigerated natural peanut butter is more likely to become rancid sooner, leading to unpleasant taste and texture. There okay, you go. this is true. So when I used to eat organic, organic peanut butter is very different than Jif. Mm -hmm. Jif is, you know, got all the preservatives and stuff in it, so it's really naturally creamy. There's really no separation of oil mm -hmm. peanuts. But in the organic kind, there's quite a separation. It's very watery. So, yes, I have actually put it in the refrigerator before just to thicken it up. Mm -hmm. So, okay, if you have organic peanut butter, put it in the fridge. If mm -hmm. you don't, keep it in the pantry. That's my advice. There you go. Because yeah. I like my creamy. I like it to spread all nice on my bread. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I I like both. Sometimes I like crunchy, you know, but I can go either way. But I typically my go-to would be creamy. Mm -hmm. Uh, eggs. While it may be customary for Europeans not to refrigerate eggs, the USDA suggests otherwise for the United States. Eggs can be refrigerated three to five weeks from the day they are placed in the refrigerator. To keep them safe, take eggs straight home and store them immediately in the refrigerator at 40 degrees or slightly below. Leave them in their carton, place them in the coldest part of the refrigerator, not in the door. American eggs <laughs> are washed and dried. Oh, not in the door? So, My mom used to keep ours in the door all the time. So here's the thing. So the the if if they're natural eggs from the coop, uh -huh. it's not as big a, a deal. But because American eggs that you buy from the store are washed and dried, mm -hmm. it removes that protective coating that they have on the outside called the cuticle. Mm. And that makes our eggs more prone to salmonella with related infections mm -hmm. so that really is the key so if you have chickens at home you're they're still going to have that cuticle on it right yeah yeah i mean the problem for me is that i just i think i store them in general even in the refrigerator too long mm -hmm. i never think eggs go bad mm -hmm. so i don't know how can you tell if an egg has gone bad does anyone know i have no clue because yeah. i can't tell so we actually had a frozen egg not too long ago. Do you mm -hmm. remember that? We pulled it out of the fridge yes. and it was frozen. It was like too cold in the yes. refrigerator for it. So yeah, yeah. No, you can freeze eggs. They can be frozen and stuff. So I don't know if that messes, messes Ooh, them up yeah. or not. Can you freeze eggs? Yeah. That's a question as no well. No friggin' clue. Apparently you can freeze cooked eggs because you eat all those nasty frozen omelets that yes. you bring out of the deep freeze. Yes. Yeah. I do like my pre-prepared meals because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a busy housewife. You know, mm -hmm. I work, I do all kinds of things. Yep. Yep. Well, since we're talking about food <laughs> right now, probably now is a good time for us to go ahead and talk about our, um, our coffee. 
Talking about being a housewife, I make Austin coffee every night before bed. Yes, she does. And the kind of coffee that I use is our very own company called Founding Flavors Coffee. Yeah. It is based on the founding fathers of America. So you have Franklin's Electric Elixir, Washington's Revolutionary Roast, Jeffersonian Java, uh, Betsy's Liberty Lullaby, Thomas's Painkiller, Adams's Patriotic Perk. I think I got them all. Did you get Washington's Revolutionary Roast? Maybe. Um, so we're also going to have a very special holiday flavor being released ASAP. So yeah, very look out soon. for that. Yes, keep an eye out. And we've got another exciting um, announcement to make for the coffee because we're going to be part of a new program that's going to allow us to bring you. For those of you who like K-Cups, we are going to get those. <laughs> I'm so excited! We no longer have to use our reusable pods that we have for sale on our website, apforlibertyshop.com. Yes, you'll be able to get K-Cups for us. It will be a little bit pricier, and if you want to save money, I would recommend you use the refillables, and it also cuts down on waste and things like that. Mm-hmm. But um, what I'm encouraging people to do, Stephanie, I talked about this a little bit yesterday, for people who have already tried the coffee, right, they should sign up for a subscription. Yes. And, and here's why, because the holiday season is coming up, and it's party time. Right. So, for example, like next week, we're going to a Halloween party. Mm-hmm. Guess what my gift is going to be? <gasps> well, we can't say. Yeah, he's not going to listen. Wait, okay. He's not going to. It's going to be coffee, apparently. Yeah, we'll bring him our brand of coffee. I mean, that's a great gift. It is a good gift. A lot of people love coffee. I mean, you really can't go wrong. So, here's the thing. People are like, oh, well, I don't know if I will drink that much coffee. Well, even if you just sign up, let's say, for like the next three months for like a once a month delivery mm-hmm. of Founding Flavors... If you have extras, you'll be like, all right, I'm going to be the coolest guy at the party this year. And I'm going to gift this all to my family for all of the or friends when I go to their houses for parties. So I really want to recommend and encourage those who are already fans of Founding Flavors Coffee Uh to go ahead and sign up for a gift bag for yourself for a monthly. We've got two weeks. You can you can do a two week subscription. Uh, uh, You can do a one month, two month or a three month subscription. And if you buy more than one bag, then the discounts add up. Nice. So we have a bundles page where if you go to the bundles page and you mm-hmm. add more than one bag at a time, then the discount goes all the way up to like 12% per bag. So That's if you order awesome. four or more. So visit APforLibertyShop.com. If you haven't tried it yet, try one bag. Have it delivered to your home. Remember, the price that you see is the price delivered to your front door. Mm-hmm. Our price is just under other premium brands online delivered to your front door. When we did our homework. We calculated. Trust us. We did the homework. Uh, by the time delivery and tax comes in, we, we come in just a hair under most other premium mm-hmm. brands. So visit apforlibertyshop.com. And I guess, can you freeze or refrigerate coffee? Well, we actually do have some coffee in our freezer, Mm -hmm. in our big freezer. So apparently you can. Mm -hmm. We got to take it out at some point. Yep. There you go. So apforlibertyshop.com. That's AP, the number four, apforlibertyshop.com. Get yourself some delicious founding flavors coffee. Oh, and just very briefly, for those of you, because we are still getting orders for Halloween merchandise at the shop, uh, like our No Lives Matter shirts and things and like our that. Government is scary to you. We just saw that the other day. At this point, we cannot mm-hmm. guarantee delivery of Halloween items that you buy uh, for the shop to make it there in time. Mm-hmm. If you've already bought them, then they will be there in time. But if you buy them now or later, um, then we can't guarantee it'll be there by Halloween. So like I had a customer the other day who bought a couple of the no lives matter michael myers shirts 
And I immediately called her up and was like, hey, are you sure you want these shirts? Because they may not make it there in time for Halloween. And she's like, no, my son is going to love it. He's going <laughs> to laugh. So she was like, yeah, go ahead and send them. So a lot of people love Halloween all year round. Mm -hmm. So they just keep up Halloween decorations and wear Halloween stuff whenever they want. Right. Well, the No Lives Matter shirts will like make sense all the all year round. So yeah. Yeah. Check those out at, at AP4LibertyShop.com. Oh, our buddy Caleb says um, that he's got a tip on the eggs. Oh. He says if it floats, it's bad. If they sink, they're good. Oh, uh -uh, we better do the float test. Do the float test on your eggs. Oh, you if go. it floats, it's good. Mm -hmm. No, no. If it floats, it's bad. If it floats, it's bad. If it sinks, it's good. It's good. good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Gotta so, keep that in my head. Thank there, you. There you go. If you want to text the show and let us know what's on your mind, you can send us a text at 573-319-1586. That's 573-319-1586. Text us letting us know what's on your mind or what you think about the news of the day. If there's breaking news or something happening in the world that you think that we might be missing and you want to hear us discuss, you can also send us that as well. As I also really like um, when people send us guest suggestions. We actually got a couple of guest suggestions today, too. Um, sometimes the people will be like, hey, you know, get Donald Trump on your show or something. And I'll be yeah, like, that'd be cool. That, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. You know, do you have, you, do you have his phone number? Right. I, I have his right. old phone number, actually, but I don't have his new one. So if you want us to have a guest on the show, reach out to them first. Yeah. See if you can get them. To, yeah. Connect to us. Do it. That'd be great. For sure. For yeah, sure. The more people that tweet at these people to be on the show, mm -hmm. the more they're going to notice. Mm hmm. This is cool. Somebody, I just retweeted it. Somebody says, I promise I'll start listening on Rumble, but I love the way your show makes my lock screen look when using YouTube. Take, take a look there. That's pretty sweet. That's I, so cool. I it's like this pink, all of those nice colors, retro wave colors. Yeah, synth, synth wave, retro oh, wave. Synth wave, that's Yeah, right. synth wave, retro wave. Let me pull it up on the screen so people can see what I'm talking about here. So yeah, we don't stand Straight YouTube because the they hate us, but um, yeah, but that is a pretty cool. That's our channel logo right there. Channel logo art over at YouTube. But we don't like YouTube anymore. We like Rumble, don't we? Yes. Rumble is much nicer to us. Rumble actually lets us make money. I think you might be able to try to get back on YouTube in November. I yeah. think they said something about that. Yeah, for sure. We still Maybe. stream it over there because some people just cannot like be, they cannot use Rumble for whatever but reason. But I'm going to just stick with Rumble because Rumble's sticking with us. And we stand for free speech and Rumble stands with free speech for us because I just don't know that there really is a future on YouTube for people like myself because I just think that my views don't align with that. So uh, Camelia says, ladies, don't freeze your eggs. It doesn't work. Oh, oh like, the, mm, OK, I mean, I had my gynecologist talk to me about that. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. oh, 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 my God. That's so funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> Camelia, you made a funny today. Yes. Yeah, I don't think she's talking about those kinds of eggs. Right, for sure. Um, a good morning to Wagner195. He says, good morning, everybody. Wagner, watching right now from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Wagner. Yes. Oh, my God. It's me of the Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. Uh-huh, yes. David was... was singing mm -hmm. Yes. This man was like, are you Jewish? Yeah. Wagner was anti-Semitic. No, how could you sing that? <laughs> and That's so funny. And so then he like went to the guy's house and like had an orchestra play Wagner outside his house. That was brilliant. That was just that was brilliant. Yes. Will, hey, there's Will Run Riot. Hey, Will, don't forget we we set up that two week coffee plan just for you today, man. I hope that uh, that you'll we can convince you to subscribe to the uh, AP for Liberty Shop coffee That's thing. Right. He wants the two week deliveries. Oh, I set so that up specifically for him. So like coffee a lot. Yeah, he wants a lot of coffee. Yeah. 
Cool. All right. So let's continue on here. We're almost done with this story. It was like, it's done. What the was 10 that? foods, okay. the 10 foods that you have to refrigerate ketchup. Yeah, we do refrigerate ketchup. Although at restaurants, mm -hmm. they're not refrigerating their ketchup. What's up with that? They always have the condiments on the table. So at night, do they like refrigerate them and then bring them out? So the official Heinz account on X mm -hmm. posted back in June, FYI, ketchup period, goes, period, in, period, the, period, fridge, exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. So hmm. and this was written, the New York Post describes this as a bombshell. Yeah, it is. Because I think a lot of people do what restaurants do, and they just keep all of their condiments out on the table. I love the New York Post so goddamn much. I read it every day. Here's how they said this. Here's what they say. They say, after the bombshell, a representative from the brand mustered up the courage. Mustard. <laughs> That's Camellia's egg joke in this whole mustard thing. I'm just. Don't oh. you love the new, the Wake Up America uh. show? Don't we have fun? Aren't we all friends? <laughs> Do us a favor, friends. Would you click that like button and subscribe to the channel if you're not already and come back and join us every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. My lovely wife, Stephanie Peterson, is joining us in studio and Hi. our anniversary is coming up this Monday. Oh. So we're actually going to be taking the day off on Monday. So we're going to three-day weekend, and we're going to go get a couple's massage. And it's an Asian uh, one. So we'll be back on Tuesday. Oh, Asian massage. <laughs> I did that on purpose. I thought it'd be more fun. Uh, I think I'm turning Japanese. I really think so. <laughs> so on uh, Monday, there will be no show, but Tuesday through Thursday, uh, Friday, we'll be back. So next week. So if you like seeing Stephanie and me hanging out together, it's every Friday. We call it Freedom Family Friday. Sometimes Justin, my brother, comes on the show and we call it like people who are like our extended family. We will sometimes include as well. So, mm -hmm. all right. We're talking this morning since Friday. Freedom Family Friday is considered to be like the fun day, right? We get off of like the big. The Fs. All the Fs. All the Fs. We mm -hmm. get away from all of the, the mean and ugly and nasty topics unless it's huge news, which we already covered earlier this morning. We talked about Israel, Hamas and anti-Semitism. Biden. Biden. We talked about it all. We talked about it all. Now we're talking about fun stuff like foods that have to be refrigerated. Who okay? doesn't love food? Like ketchup. I honestly, for years, I had no idea that you had to put ketchup in the refrigerator. Yeah. Because yeah. again, if you look at in public, when you're at like a food cafeteria place, they have their ketchup, their mustard, their mayonnaise. It's all out, not in the fridge. So, but here's the thing. Apparently, even if you refrigerate ketchup, it only lasts for six months. That's BS. Isn't that wild? I keep it for much longer. I had no idea, right? I had no idea. Uh, Eric Wilson live on the live stream says, Austin's going to wake up in a cold sweat at 7.02 a.m. on Monday. I know. It's true. We're going to feel lost. And no, it's true. Like, yeah. I, it definitely screws with me when, like, it's a weekday or for whatever reason we're not mm -hmm. doing the show. I, I, I think since we started the Wake Up America show um, a year and two months ago, I've taken one vacation and mm -hmm. maybe all and like almost no days off pretty much. I don't think I've right. taken like any days off. Yeah, like, you've taken some time off. I think because of like maybe mm -hmm. another engagement mm -hmm. where you had to be somewhere else. Yeah, I don't remember that, but uh yeah, still, I don't so. yeah, I don't remember exactly. I just remember your brother mm -hmm. filled in for you once. I think that was when we were in Japan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Wagner195 says that, friends, good morning. There are more than 300 people watching and only 50 likes. Let's leave a like to strengthen the channel. Yes, thank That's you. That's right. I like that spirit. Thank you, Wagner. We appreciate you very much. Uh, really appreciate uh, your operas. Um, mm -hmm. uh, next item on the list of foods that need to be refrigerated 
whole wheat flour. I thought you just put that on the shelf. That's weird. I keep ours in the pantry. I've never kept flour in the fridge. Unfortunately, the elusive flavor of whole grains begin to fade once the grains are milled. And without special care, whole grain flour can begin to taste insipid at best and bitter as time goes on. Hmm. I mean, I don't really use flour that much. I guess I just don't really bake very often. Right. The colder and darker the storage environment, the better whole grain flour will keep. Mm. Warmth and light increase the rate of oxidation, so freezer storage is ideal. Wow, freezer. Yeah, if there is an adequate freezer space, the back of the fridge will do. So good to know. Anytime in the future that when we're buying yeah. flour, we need to put the bag in the back of the fridge. There we you usually go. keep our baking soda in the fridge, because mm-hmm. I remember my mom used to always put it in the fridge to keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, well, uh, the next one, this one, honestly... I don't know about this one. Butter. Okay. So I have a thing about butter. Okay. Everybody's got a butter idea, <laughs> right? So up until I was in this relationship with you, I never used real sticks of butter. My mom would always buy, I can't believe it's not butter. And so we would eat like fake butter. It was like margarine. So we would always keep that in the fridge. And I can't believe it's not butter. It's always nice and like creamy and stuff. Here's the thing about the stick butters that I didn't know before is that in the fridge, the stick butter's really hard. Mm-hmm. We also freeze our butter, too, because we buy a lot of butter. We love Sam's Club. Mm-hmm. So I should, they should be one of our sponsors. Seriously. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but anyway, so we freeze it, and then we thaw it out when we're almost ready to use it. And then we put it on the counter because that's what makes it all nice and soft so it's spreadable. Because, mm-hmm. like, how do you put the hard butter on your bread from the fridge? You don't. I don't know. You don't. We leave our butter in the butter dish covered, uh, but we eat butter pretty fast anyway. But yes. doesn't real butter taste so much better than that crap that you buy? Don't I can't believe it's not butter. It's so funny because I, I would need to do a direct taste test. I would need to try both of them side by side because mm-hmm. I can't really remember anymore. Mm-hmm. The difference, I feel like I can't believe it's not butter has more of like a intense flavor because mm-hmm. it has more stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's the end of the list. That's 10 <laughs> foods that have to be refrigerated. And um, now it's time for us to move on to the top fast food, top rated food. fast food chains in every state. So the top rated <laughs> in yes. each state and major city. Um, right. So yeah what do you can think I, can what? i tell you it said do you see this chuck e cheese mm-hmm. you see that right yes, there? yes yes that was why i had to go to therapy so does it say right there that people really love chuck e cheese so this actually shocked me and i'm kind of disappointed that's new york's mm-hmm. so when it comes to corporate pizza the preferred mass market pizza purveyor was chuck e cheese in oh, new york what? I mean, what? Is there like a Chuck E. Cheese on every corner or something? Okay, I have a funny Chuck E. Cheese story, actually. Funny Chuck E. Cheese stories? Yes. <laughs> every, 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 text us your Chuck E. Cheese story at <laughs> 573-319-1586. So when I was living in New York City, um, my girlfriend at the time and I wanted to go get some pizza at Chuck E. Cheese and like maybe play some games. So you liked the pizza at Chuck well, E. Cheese? Well, uh, it was like, it was just like, a hipster thing to do like mm-hmm. ironic mm-hmm. oh we're gonna go we're gonna go to um are you trying to pull like a like you like big butts kind of a thing here or something but no, i'm just like that's so weird that you're in new york and you're like hey let's go to chuck e cheese okay. instead of this place in brooklyn no that you're has right some slice no you're right you know? and i am a pizza snob but it's but like if there's one thing that you can do you can eat 
McDonald's in New York City, but you have to do it ironically. <laughs> you can eat pizza chains in New York, but only if you do it ironically. Okay? okay. So, for example, when I went to Chuck E. Cheese, we were going there ironically. Not, okay. not we weren't like going there like, oh my god, we're so excited to go to Chuck E. Cheese. It was more like, oh my god, can you believe we're going to go to Chuck E. Cheese right now? Right. right. That's kind of the attitude. Right. Okay. So it's kind okay. To, different vibe. You can't okay. go to like chain food places in New York unironically. Mm -hmm. You can only See, go there ironically. It's all about the meaning behind it. Exactly. Okay. The intent matters, right? Yes. Exactly. So the uh so we're going to Chuck E. Cheese and we walk in, me and my girlfriend, and we're like, all right, we just want to go in. And there's like a little like entry gate and they won't like let you in. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, can we go get some pizza and stuff? And they're like, you can get a pizza to go. And I was like, well, we were just, it's because it was a long walk. Every you have to walk everywhere in New York. And it was a long ass walk. Right, and we were not right. about to like go hold a pizza box and walk like 20 blocks or whatever it was right. we were gonna sit down and eat so they were like they're like okay you cannot sit down you can order a pizza to go but you cannot sit down and stay here and eat it and we're like why not you know what i mean yeah, and, what's and the reason what's the deal where they're like well because perverts are you know come in here and they want to get close to kids I was thinking about that idea but i didn't think that was actually what it was yes oh wow yeah okay. so apparently they don't let uh, that's like their policy is to not let random adults in if you don't have kids with you because of random i'm like i'm standing there i'm like you know i'm there with my girlfriend and i'm like right. we're not like going to do anything with any kids we're just here to eat a pizza you never know i guess groomers come in all sizes and shapes i guess so anyways mm -hmm. so we were, we were like shady looking you know i mean a handsome young <laughs> couple at the time right right and and so finally like after i harassed them enough they mm -hmm. were kind of like all right fine you know and they, they, <laughs> they let us eat a pizza but in new york the top chain is chuck e cheese mm. what's your chuck e cheese story stephanie okay when i was five for my birthday party. Chuck E. Cheese touched me. My mother had it at Chuck E. Cheese. And this is on family video. So Chuck E. in his costume was starting to approach me. Okay. I am sitting there screaming and crying. And my mother is going, get away. Get away. Okay. <laughs> and this is on family video. So I've gotten to relive this trauma over and over. So you would think that after my birthday party, I would have gotten over it. No, I didn't. Up until I was in college, I had a fear of people in costumes. I literally would have panic attacks when I was at Cedar Point, even in my cafeteria at Oakland University as a college student mm -hmm. when my mascot was there and I would yell, get away, get away. It was horrible. So I went to my college therapy place. And I got exposure therapy. And with my therapist, we actually went to a sports rally at my university one night. And we were trying to meet my mascot of my school. He never appeared. So we snuck into the back of the sports arena, me and my therapist, and we found the mascot getting dressed mm -hmm. in his dressing room. How embarrassing. Um, and so then my therapist was like, hi, I'm from the therapy center. And I'm sitting there crying, uh -uh. you know, while this guy does not have his mascot head on. <laughs> so she's like, 
you know, can we meet you? And can we get a picture with you? So there literally is a photo of me and my mascot from Oakland University on my Facebook page. So this was literally a phobia for you. I had a true phobia of people in costumes. It was very bad and debilitating and embarrassing because it's like I couldn't go to Disney World. I went finally for the first time when I was 16. I mean, don't you still feel weird around like people in costumes? Yeah, I feel uneasy. So it's like if they have a guide next to them, I feel more at ease because I feel like that guide is going to control them more. Mm -hmm. I just feel like with these people in costumes, I have no control over them and they can touch me and violate my space like how Chuck E. Cheese, you know, did. Touch me and fight Because he was coming at me and I was screaming and we were saying, get away. And he kept approaching us. It's like, in what place in society is it okay to keep approaching someone when they tell you to get away? Can I can I ask you guys something, uh, the audience, real quick? Like, just between you and I, are you not entertained? <laughs> are you not entertained? Entertained by my mental health problems? Are you not, are you not entertained? If you are entertained this morning, will you please click that like button and subscribe? If we got 305 people in there, we ought to at least get 100 likes on the channel, yes. don't you think? Because of that traumatic episode, I never was able to enjoy the pizza at Chuck E. Cheese. Now, Kermode Bear, who is our friend, who is a furry, he's concerned. He says, oh, he's oh, a furry? He is a furry. Oh. He says, oh, cool. no, Steffi, does this mean you are scared of furries and the fursuits? Yes. Okay, yeah. so there's like... <laughs> <laughs> I have this like ranking system of like scary in terms of people in costumes. So like SpongeBob and Hello Kitty are the least intimidating. If you're shorter than me, I'm not intimidated by you. But the bigger the character is, like if it's those people from the Jungle Book at Disney, they are the freakiest. Eric Wilson Live says he feels uncomfortable around stylists' mannequin heads. I could see mm -hmm. that. I could see that as being mm -hmm. creepy. You know what creeps me out is like like ventriloquist dolls. Oh yes, which is funny because I had a ventriloquist doll as a kid, and yeah. I, I actually like did I like I did ventriloquism, mm -hmm. and um, I still I remember at night it was a clown, mm -hmm. and I remember like there would be nights where like the my clown doll mm -hmm. was sitting in the chair, and the moonlight is coming in through the window. Good. And the clown's white face is like shining Ugh. and staring at me with this smile and stuff like that. I'm like getting goosebumps just talking about it right now. Gosh. This is a really good like Halloween type of, type of talk yes. topic. But I just I think I remember reading like the Goosebumps book mm -hmm. where one there was like a dummy mm -hmm. that came to life and like murdered people and stuff. And then, of course, I saw Stephen King's It. Oh, the I night you're going to say you saw Toy Story. No, the version. Like, ah. No, 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 no. So the. The 1990s version of Stephen King's It with uh -huh. Tim Curry. And uh, Jesus, I would have some scary. Because so I, I would have to like. So the thing was, is I would hide the ventriloquist clown underneath my bed. Because mm -hmm. so I didn't have to see it. But I actually like that even that scared me even more. Because he could come out. Because then I would be like, okay, he's hiding under my, under my bed. He's going to come out from underneath my bed. And then he's going to grab my leg. Know. You know what I mean? Oh, that's horrible. Right. Exactly. Oh. E exactly. Ugh. Exactly. All right. So, uh, Wagner185 says, excellent Friday to you all and have a great weekend. Hey, bud, if you're leaving, thanks for coming in. It was nice to meet thanks. you this morning. Thank you, Wagner. And, uh, Yvonne Fulcher says, really kind of crazy. Surely you need more psychotherapy. Maybe true. Um, uh, therapy. I'm good. We're glad to have all of our listeners and viewers here on the Wake Up America show, where uh, if you're joining us now live, don't forget to click that like button and subscribe to the channel. 
Here's the thing about fears and anxiety and all sorts of stuff is that you can never make it 100% go away. Mm-hmm. It's always going to still be there. Same with trauma. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like trauma, you can make a lot of progress, a heck of a lot of progress where it really doesn't bug you, but it'll always still be there. You're never going to forget. And, and that's just kind of how life is. One listener texted in our friend Floby Tenderson. He says, Floby says, as a 22-year Texan, native to St. Joseph, Missouri, what up, what up, St. Joe? Yeah. It's right up there near Liberty. He says, don't you dare mention Whataburger. You haven't had that yet. It's garbage. Uh, Whataburger? No, I don't think I have. I've had In-N-Out Burger. He says, Whataburger is garbage. He would rather support California's In-N-Out, and they don't even have bacon. Uh, (laughs) In-N-Out Burger is friggin' good. I've I've had, like, I think it's called an animal style uh, in and out in california have you ever had that when i went there i was a vegetarian mm-hmm. so uh i just remember their fries are super skinny don't they have really skinny fries the uh in and out i think are like the crinkle fries oh, okay I'm, i might be forgetting yeah, but so I, I don't really remember it was so many years ago back in the early 2000s speaking of fries quest said that we had five guys in geneva switzerland oh so five is on that list mm-hmm. i believe yeah. as being one of the favorites like five guys but here's the thing that list said that burger king and mcdonald's mm. were like the least favorite mm-hmm. to be honest i love burger king and mcdonald's more mm. than five guys yeah we we don't like burger king anymore because they cry, they took their ads from oh. rumble so um you know but don't judge the food and the food is still really good yeah i like the the whopper but we we, need, yes. we have to cut back on our burger king to stand yes. in solidarity with our friends at rumble.com that's right um, the key findings of this, where we're getting where everybody's like their top fast food chains mm-hmm. and like bottom fast food chains, the key findings in this top one is that Chick-fil-A is the top rated fast food chain in most states and big cities. So you are not the biggest Chick-fil-A fan. No. Really? Bland. Okay. Mm-hmm. I am a chicken tender con mm-hmm. I have coined myself that. Mm-hmm. And, uh. <laughs> no, I mean their chicken is just it tastes too healthy. You know, it's it's just not good. So no, I do not get excited to go to Chick-fil-A. Sure their fries are cool, but mm-hmm. mm-mm. I rather um I rather go to Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen has the best chicken fingers on the planet. Um Will Run Riot says basic pizza dough is easy to make. 100% flour to 65% water. Two percent salt to one percent yeast rise for at least four hours, dude. We did not have luck making pizza. We tried. No, I just we couldn't. Didn't. We couldn't spread it out properly mm-hmm. to like make it like the proper like consistency, mm-hmm. and then it was like sticky and it wasn't proper. I just, I, Will, you're gonna have to make pizza for us one day and show yeah. us how to do it. You know what you need to do, Will? Make a YouTube video of how you make your pizza. Yeah, and we'll. T- I tell you what, we'll do, Will. If you do that. We'll do a show, a baking show, bake pizza show. We'll make a Will Run Riot special pizza show. <laughs> be so cool. Yeah. And maybe we'll do like a breakfast pizza because it's a morning show. So yeah. we'll have like the eggs on it and all that kind of stuff. So uh, anyways, for attendees, Grant Sunnyman says, I love Zaxby's. Oh, Zaxby's. Zaxby's is good. In Columbia? Yeah, you've taken me there. I like them there. That's where I get the kick and chicken. Mm-hmm. So good. That kick and chicken is amazing. Their chicken's a little bit floofy. I have a, a thing about floof. She doesn't like the floofy chickens. chickens. I don't like floof. It, it has to be like properly crisp, medium floof, but pretty much crispy. Yes, all over. if so there's it's like it, got that crunchy soft. Right. If yeah. if it's yeah. too soft, mm. like the floof, the the, yeah. the breading, yeah, then it's not good for you. Correct. Yes. Correct. So there you yes. go. All right. 
everybody's criticizing my freaking pizza now. They're saying sounds too like too much water, Austin. You sound like too much water, Studio Three One Four. Pineapple pizza during my YouTube Ugh, days. Gross. There is a video of that somewhere on the internet. Okay, well, that's <laughs> disgusting. It should be a crime. All right. So the next one here. So Chick Fil A, not your favorite. No. The lowest rated chain is uh, Papa John's. Um, I think I used to have that pizza and like chicken. Uh, like barbecue chicken. Mm-hmm. I think I used to have that in Michigan sometimes. It was okay. They, they, yeah, their their barbecue chicken pizza is good. Mm. Uh, and here's the thing. I only really like Papa John's if it's their thin crust. Mm. Their thick crust okay. is, it's okay. I, I don't, I would put it more mid-tier than like the lowest. Mm-hmm. I don't know why people really just dislike Papa John's. We don't really get it, but. No. But if it's a, if it's a thin crust, I could go for it. The one pizza I really don't like is St. Louis style pizza. I don't look like that. Um, what is that? That Prov- Provel. Provel. Provel yeah, cheese. Boo, I don't like that. Dude, you're oh, never no. going to get elected in Missouri by saying no. things like that because it's like the St. Louis thing. But I do not mm-hmm. like Provel either. It's provolone and and cheddar and mozzarella mix. So it's like waxy. <laughs> it's like a waxy <laughs> cheese on top of it, and it's like. Yeah, and I, I I don't want to rip on it too much because our buddy Neil, who owns Tucker's, makes oh, he makes he makes Prevel like St. Louis style pizza oh, okay. there. Maybe and like, his is better. Well, his is his gets really good ratings in St. Louis and yeah. stuff. Well, you know what? In if you're ever in Jefferson City, Missouri, if you're ever in Mid Missouri, you know what we like is mm. one. And I bet most people, only people who know about this, and it's packed every weekend, mm-hmm. is Pizza House. Mm-hmm. They have great salad in dressing Saint there too. Mar- yes, in St. Martin's. Pizza House, H A U S. Like German. Yeah, a lot of German. Pizza House, yeah, super. (laughs) Uh, But if you like pizza, then we recommend Pizza House Uh in St. Martin's. Maybe we should get that this weekend. Mm -hmm. But uh, that place is always packed. It's like in a small town. Like, right, you you take a turn left at Bob's Guns, and then you're at uh, Pizza House in St. Martin's. Across from the dollar store. Yeah, across from the dollar store. It's friggin' good. And then there's like one other like local joint that we like, Pizza Underground. Yes, that's more of a what do you call it? Artisan pizza. Artisan pizzas. It's kind of expensive. Mm-hmm. They're like specialty pizzas, like mac and cheese pizza and things with different toppings on them that you wouldn't normally think about. Yeah, uh, Katie five five six has nailed it. She says that um, Casey's breakfast pizza is really good. You damn right it is. Yeah, you do like that. I don't know breakfast and pizza. I just like to eat cheese pizza. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. I don't need eggs on my pizza. Katie five five six also likes Papa Murphy's Take and Bale. I've never tried that. Mm-hmm. I've never tried a Papa. Never we have that. a Papa, Papa Murphy's in town, but I've never had it. Shine of Jonah says he thinks Chicago style pizza is awful as well. Disagree. I like a good deep dish pizza. Well, Michigan deep dish, Detroit deep dish is better than Chicago deep dish. Chicago deep dish is very saucy. It was like all sauce. And well, don't they like, yeah. And doesn't Chicago like put sauce on top of the pie? Yes. yes. Right. So you're basically spooning sauce off mm-hmm. of your pizza. It's so yeah. wasteful. Yeah. But the Detroit pizza, it's floofy. Yes. It's floofy with just the right amount of sauce and cheese. It's delicious. Our buddy Grant here, local guy, says he likes Eris's pizza. We've eaten there once. It was okay. Yeah, it's not really that memorable for me. I don't mm-hmm. remember it that much. Yeah, yeah. Aris's pizza. It's not mm-hmm. bad. Uh, Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich is the best ever, in my opinion, says Anarcho Basis. What's up, Anarcho? I did have Popeye's for the very first time several months ago, and um, I approved of it. I, yeah. I liked their... Don't they have those biscuits? Mm, yeah yeah they have like the honey biscuits that mm, i made they for were it. really good yes uh one listener texted in and they say they agree with you Steffi. 
What? Dairy Queen is the best with chicken. Oh, thank you. Their chicken tenders are like top tier top, for sure. Top. Better than Ruby you Tuesdays. Know, Ruby Tuesdays would, used to be my very favorite. You know what would be a fun Friday show is mm-hmm. if we did one of those like the YouTube videos where it's like you do a tier list of uh-huh. chicken tenders. Yeah. And we could rank yes. chicken tenders. Yes. Would you guys like to see something like that? Do you want to see me eat some chicken tendies? We'll bring all the chicken tenders in and stuff and we'll like rank them. We'll do like the list of the rankings. <laughs> That would honestly be kind of fun. I think so. One listener texted in, the CFA did away, Chick-fil-A did away with well-done fries, so I'm in full boycott mode. Um, Oh, dude, I didn't know that, actually, because their fries was like one of the reasons to actually go to Chick-fil-A for me. Those waffle fries, which we we have bought. We have some frozen waffle fries that taste pretty much the same. Honestly, yeah. The the frozen waffle fries that we get at Sam's Club Mm -hmm. that you put in the air fryer, they taste pretty much like, exa- almost exactly like the ones from Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Not like 100%, but yeah. pretty damn close. So, yeah, we need a Sam's Club sponsorship. Can I get an amen? We need a Sam's-, Sam's Club. I love you, but Costco, I love you more. Yeah, well, unfortunately, no conf- no, no Costco's right here. Oh, somebody said Godfather's Pizza. Jesus, I miss Godfather's Pizza. You thought we had one in Missouri at a gas station there and we was. went in. No, no, no. So uh, I think it might have even been closed. So like this is like for like mid-Missouri insiders, guys, and we'll get off this real quick. So in Lynn, Missouri, on the drive from Jefferson City to Lynn, Missouri, there is one gas station that has like, you know how like they have like those Pizza Hut, like personal pan pizzas at the gas station near our house? I love that. And I bring those home. Pizza Hut pan pizza. They're good. good. Okay, so here's the thing. Godfather's Pizza is frigging delicious. Mm. And it is so rare to find. Please, rest in peace, Herman Cain. But there is one gas station between here and they may have changed it. Like it might not be there anymore, uh-huh. but there is a, one of those like Godfather's pizzas between here and Lynn on the right. You know where the, um, the animal sanctuary is. Oh, I love it. When pigs fly, when pigs fly. So it's like out in that direction and it's at the gas station. It's like, mm-hmm. so, and I think maybe like when we were out there for whatever reason, they were like, they didn't have like the pizza open or right. maybe they shut it down or whatever. But, I used to, in high school, go to the Godfather's Pizza Buffet, and Mm. let me just say, the pizza is good, Mm. but the dessert pizza. Is it like chocolate pizza, or is it actually with cheese and sauce? Oh, no, 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 no. It is, it is. Chef's kiss. It is Mm. like this cinnamon strudel. Oh, it is a cinnamon strudel. The, the, the Godfather's dessert pizza is a, a well-run riot, you son of a bitch. He's got two Godfathers no, in Springfield. God. I hate you. No, we need God, to go there. Please, We've no. been talking about going no. down there. So. Yeah, no. that'd be cool. Grant says he loves Godfather's pizza, and there's still some in Iowa, right? Uh-huh. Okay. They, he says they might have three Godfathers here. Boo, Will. <sighs> Boo this man. We just live in the middle of nowhere. Hey, God, Will, do they have dessert pizza there at those Godfathers? Let me know. Because if so, like I might like in theory go down there to Springfield and vi- we'll visit a friend and we will get Godfather's pizza, but only if they have that dessert pizza. It's a cinnamon it's a cinnamon strudel. And I remember in high school I used to go with my best friend. We would go to the it would it was a Godfather's buffet. All you can eat. And we would drink Mountain Dew. And we would just load ourselves up with that cinnamon strudel pizza. It was soft. Uh, I miss it so bad. Oh, mm-hmm. fat kid problems, fat kid problems. You can't be in Victoria's Secret, sorry. No, I'll never be in Victoria's Secret. That's okay. <laughs> uh, anyways, it doesn't matter. I'm still sexy. 
You still are still dead. Oh, sexy. I admire. I was just admiring you yesterday. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Oh, when I was taking off my clothes in mm-hmm. front of you. Yeah, you were enjoying mm-hmm. that very much, weren't you? Oh, it's mm-hmm. our anniversary weekend. Yes. How are you doing? Getting steamy. If you are enjoying the Wake Up America show and you're a friend of this show and me and Stephanie, do us a favor. Drop a Rumble rant today. Make a donation to the show. Help us to spread the message of economic freedom and personal liberty this weekend, though we might use it as a little anniversary gift. So mm-hmm. uh, so do us a favor and support this show. Help us to spread the message. We are a two-person business. Stephanie, for those who might not know, because we've got over 300 people watching us, for those who might not know kind of how the show operates and what our business is like, our mm-hmm. business, would you give the listeners like just a brief, broad overview of kind of like who we are and how we operate? Sure. So that's Austin Peterson. I'm Stephanie Peterson, also known as Steffi. And so we have multiple parts of this business. So it's all part of Stonegate mm-hmm. LMC. That's right. the main name of it. But we have the Wake Up America show that's from Monday through Friday to, from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time. And so that's Austin's show. Mm-hmm. And he's on it every day. And I'm on it on Fridays. And then we also have a shop, ap4libertyshop.com, where we sell Liberty-themed merchandise. And so I man that quite a bit in terms of adding items, in terms of advertising the items on social media. So I guess that's that's more so like my job. Mm-hmm. Um, Austin fills the orders for the most part. If you have any orders that are actually packaged at our home, like the 3D printed items, um, Smoke and George coins, um, any of the keychains, I package those personally and I write you a little handwritten note. Using my hands. Um, So we have that. And then the other part of the business, you do speaking engagements and uh, you get sponsors. Mm -hmm. And uh, what other parts of the business do we have? Mm, It's just so complicated. There's just like so many layers of it. The point of it is that like, you know, we so the Wake Up America show is Mm -hmm. our vehicle to build our audience and build our brand. And the way that we monetize our show is through sponsorships. And if we don't have enough sponsorships, our hope is that we get enough people to buy products from the store. And and, and, we've got this hilarious Caucasian shirt that's like a send up of the Redskins logo, for example, that I've got pulled up on screen. Mm -hmm. We also have our own coffee, for example. And we're yes, we did that together. We Mm -hmm. designed the coffee labels ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we also we write children's books. Yes, we actually did. So we have one on Calvin Coolidge, Mm -hmm. Calvin the Coolest President. We are working on another one. It's Mm -hmm. taking us a little longer than before. It's really difficult to get Grover, good Grover Cleveland um, uh, art. So we're working on that. Yeah, but Calvin, his life was a little bit more dark and complicated. And it's hard. And it's yeah, he was a hangman. How do you explain that to a child? Exactly. So I was trying to like you know indicate that he was like a sheriff who hanged two people, but it's like this is a children's book, so we can't. But Calvin, thankfully, his life was a little easier to explain to kids. Mm -hmm. So you can visit our website at AP for Liberty Shop and get a signed copy of Calvin, the coolest president. So basically, that's how our business operates. You Mm -hmm. know, we try and earn money through ad revenue from the actual show itself, which is usually very little. We also ask for monthly subscribers to join the show to to do a monthly donation, of which we have several people who do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when they do that, then they get a 20 percent discount at the shop, which is nice. And they get monthly prize drawing entries. That's right. We just did a giveaway, actually two giveaways yes. the other week. And then we have people who actually just make donations like Rumble Rants, like Burnt Toast Space Girlfriend did. Oh, just now? Just now. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Thanks, Burnt Toast Space You're Girlfriend. You're so sweet. She we, bought some of our items. She I did. remember her. She did. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we appreciate that. Thank you, Katie556, uh, for all of your support. So 
So the idea is it's kind of, you know, the American dream, right? We're bootstrapping it. We're hoping that the Wake Up America show becomes so successful that we sell lots of merchandise, we bring in lots of advertisers, mm -hmm. and we become a very successful show so that we can grow and build more media. And we're trying to push a documentary out before the election next year. A documentary, too. My goodness. The Battle of Athens documentary. Exactly. So that we're... Bleed that, American. Bleed American, right. So we're working on that before uh, to come out before a, a election year next year. Uh, and then we hope to expand into actual feature films. So my idea is to build a new branch of libertarianism mm -hmm. around this media business and basically build a libertarian daily wire, right? Mm -hmm. So the conservatives have their own alternative media, and but it's not the same as us, right? We libertarians are built different. Uh, and if you like my brand of libertarianism and you want to help it to succeed and get off its feet, I hope you'll consider it. I hope that you will consider you know, making a donation, becoming a monthly subscriber, or buying from one of our sponsors or our merchandise shop, because that will help us to grow and to succeed. And I'd love, you know, five years from now, 10 years from now, to be making epic feature films about Lysander Spooner. And I'd love to, to make a movie about Ludwig von Mises's flight from the Nazis in Austria, right? Oh, wow. You know, uh, these are these are films that I have in my mind that I'd love to tell, but I can't do it if I can't pay the bills. So help us to grow this show. When you help us grow the show, you help us to spread the ideas of economic freedom and personal liberty. So thank you to Burnt Toast Space Girlfriend. Thank you to everybody who's made a donation this morning, Studio 314 and others. We appreciate you all very much. Okay, great. Um, let's get back to this, the uh, the news because we still got a little bit of time. Yes. Oh, one listener texted in that says that Godfather's in Springfield, he says they do have streusel pizzas. Yes. Oh my God. He says it's an apple, cinnamon, and cherry. It's the cinnamon one that I remember. Aww. Apple, cinnamon, and cherry. I like apple. One listener texted and, and says, I, I would try the apple and the cherry, but um, yeah. I'm telling you, it's the streusel that is, <laughs> you know, you will harden every artery you have because it's so good. Great. And then another listener says, they've got a Godfather's pizza in their college town, making us jealous, brother, making me jelly, totes jelly. All right. The next item. So we're talking this morning about like the top fast food chains and the lowest fast food chains in every state. Uh, on a state by state basis, Five Guys is America's favorite burger joint. Weird. And McDonald's and Burger King are tied for America's worst. That's horrible. Mm. It's horrible. Guys, it's just, it's so greasy. Yeah, I know. And but it's so messy. It kind of reminds me of Duke's here in town. Oh, yes. But Duke's is good. Duke's it's is good. Like that, it tastes um, good. Smash burger. Isn't that what they call it? A smash yeah, burger where they a... make the patty themselves. Mm -hmm. But they're, the Five Guys fries are really good. Those spicy fries, you know. You get a gigantic bag of them. Super greasy. They have grease all over the bag. I like the grease. I know. I like the I grease. Know. It's so freaking good. I just... Uh, 21 mm. big cities rate Domino's pizza the lowest among fast food chains more than any other brand. So... Mm. That's pretty good. I like Domino's. They, I used to eat a white pizza that Domino's made that was pretty good. It had like uh, chicken and... and um, I'm just Spinach. not a huge fan of the white pizzas. I, I need to I like do red pizzas. or nothing. I like you know? white When pizza. I crave pizza, I crave red you pizza with cheese. Good white pizza that's like, you know what's really a really good white pizza? This isn't for you, Jew, but it's the uh, the bacon one with mm -hmm. bacon, chicken, ranch. What is it called? BLT? No, oh. it's like, there's like a, there's like a word for it. It's like the, uh, the white sauce. What is the white sauce called? There's marinara. Alfredo. 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 So it's like Alfredo sauce with like chicken and bacon it's carbonara oh it's called carbonara. carbonara it's a chicken carbonara with a white sauce oh, 
God, I'm getting so hungry this morning. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to go. I'm going to have to take you out to breakfast after Let's this. Let's drive right to Springfield and be there when Godfather's open. So since we are Missourians, yes. uh, we might as well talk about, here's the top donut chain. Yeah, I asked donuts earlier. Oh, okay. God, here we go. Take, a, take, take the mic, Stephanie. Well, I have a lot of thoughts about donuts, That's- but for one... <laughs> Um, I have only tried the glazed donut from Krispy Kreme. Mm-hmm. Isn't Krispy Kreme one of the popular yes. ones? Yes. I didn't know that they sell other varieties of donuts. Oh. And okay, here's like a little weird, weird tidbit about Krispy, Krispy Kreme. Remember when I was in college, there was some sort of news story about a person, you know, putting some stuff on the Krispy Kreme donuts to make it glazy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ew, that's so gross. They put like their human, you know, stuff on there. And so ever since then, I've always had like this aversion to Krispy Kreme. I'm like, ew, people put stuff on the donuts. I don't want to eat that. So I do like Dunkin' Donuts, but Dunkin' Donuts is always kind of stale because they always keep their donuts there throughout the day. Well, we have had bad Dunkin' Donuts experiences. Like, so I have been like when I lived in New York, for example, in D.C., you would have like fresh Dunkin' Donuts like places, right. and like fresh and, would be and in the airport. Typically, you'll get a little. Sometimes they'll be a little fresher. But uh, I do like Dunkin' Donuts. What I really like at Dunkin' Donuts is their crullers. Those oh. the French crullers. Oh, is that like the um, the squiggly ones? Squig- okay, yes, that, yes. that are like glazed, but they're very flaky. And okay, like you okay. take a French cruller and you dunk it in hot coffee. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, mm. Yeah, dunking a donut in coffee. I don't know. The taste is just a little weird. I would dunk it in milk. I could do that. Oh, my God. Like an Oreo. I'm getting so freaking hungry right now. Yeah. We need to get some donuts. In Japan, they had an awesome donut shop. Do you remember that? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. It was like huge donuts all over on the wall. Japan Japan takes their donuts seriously. Oh, yes. There was this one great place that we went to one Mm -hmm. day for breakfast. 7-Eleven, though, in Japan is amazing. Yes. They have donuts, too. 7-Eleven in Japan is like (laughs) the tits. It's so good. Yeah, you can get... Like you can get anything almost at a Seven Eleven in Japan, and th- they're like so advanced, like their payment systems and stuff, with like the way that they take their money and stuff, where you don't mm-hmm. actually have to make contact with the teller and things. Oh, yeah, and, and so it, everything is like robotic, and it's it's totally awesome. And their donut shops are like beautiful donuts that are fresh, glazed, and chocolate and everything. Yeah. So that's not crispy cream. I'm literally like, like my stomach mm. is like scraping. Mm. I was like, Austin, you got to end this show. We still got a little time to go. We're talking about some of the top and lowest rated uh, fast food joints in the country. In Missouri, since we are Missourians, the top rated donut shop is Lamar's. I've never been there. I got to take it to a Lamar's. They're okay. friggin' good. There's one in Kansas City. We're there's going a, there's to a few in Kansas City. We're going to Godfather's. Yeah. Okay. In Georgia and Alabama, it's Daylight Donuts. Mm. In Pennsylvania, their number one is Krispy Kreme. Mm, okay. Um, and um, in South Dakota, they like Papa Murphy's Pizza. That's their number one. California, the top burgers in and out. Uh, Nevada, course. same thing in and out. Chick fil A, Chick fil A all over the country for what they like Texas, Chick fil A, Louisiana, Chick fil A. Because they love religious people. It's just because they're Christians you know, and they exactly. want to eat a, they want to eat, a, they exactly. eat Jesus's chicken. And that's fine. I mean, yes, the staff members at Chick fil A are very respectful. Love them, love them. Very nice. Love them. But, but uh, that's not what food is about. Food is about tasting good. Okay, okay, it is. Okay, here's the thing. I used to really like Chick fil A's chicken sandwiches. But and here's the thing: I like spicy food, right? Mm. Their chicken sandwiches that are just their their regular ones are too bland, mm. and their spicy ones are not good spicy. And yeah. when I say not good spicy, 
spicy should be like a good flavor that is like complicated and delicious and unique. Do you know why they don't have a good spicy? Why? Because white people don't know spice. I know. They have the wrong people making okay. the recipes. Okay, that's racist, first of all. Um, this, this white person, no, you're not, you're a Jew. Right. Red, and Nazis don't count Jews as white people. Yes. F FYI. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Quiet, Jew. Uh, but uh, but uh, the the spice the spicy chicken fillet it's one of those spices where listen if I know I'm going to eat a really good spicy food I know that I'm going to suffer for it okay and I know you do. and I know that on the other <laughs> end that like when I poo the next day that it's going to burn and suck right when we for example when we go to eat Indian food curry right the the curry and grill here yeah. in town. The butter chicken's amazing. I get it spicy. And I know that the next day that like I'm going to be crying on the toilet, right? It's yes. going to hurt. Yes. But, but it's, it tastes so good that it's worth it. Mm -hmm. The problem with the Chick-fil-A spicy sandwich is that the next day your butt burns, but the spice is not a, a delicious spice. If I am going to like sacrifice mm -hmm. my, my potty time. In, in in pain and agony and it better be for something that is it better be for some like spice that is really delicious uh -huh. and the chicken chick-fil-a spicy sandwich is just not that good it's really just it's red pepper that's all it is it's mm. just red pepper and they dial it up like so hot where it's like don't turn it up so hot that like I can't actually enjoy the sandwich. Right. Like I, but I like, here's the thing. I like really, really spicy stuff. I'll eat mango habanero. You do. You do. I'll eat mango habanero wings. No problem. Mm -hmm. But that's because they are so delicious. And the flavor of the habanero is so sweet and so complicated that it's fun. Blow me out the next day. But, but, but <laughs> speaking of butts, but that flavor is worth it. The Chick-fil-A spicy sandwich is just like, burning poo the next day and it wasn't even worth it so that's my opinion i don't know so uh, robbie says put the toilet paper in the freezer now not a bad idea that's hilarious <laughs> keep toilet paper in the freezer i guess can you do that can you freeze your toilet that's paper great yes i yeah. love it yeah for sure i have well, speaking of spicy food we went to the vietnamese place here in town last night it was pretty good you know what i love boba tea mm-hmm uh top rated fast food lowest rated is fat food uh, fast food well oh i think we actually we did it um we, did. We, we covered it so we we got it all and it's over oh my goodness this is so sad they're gonna miss us so much are you gonna miss us i'd be curious because we are taking a three-day weekend don't forget we're not here on monday Oh. Tuesday through Thursday, though, we will be back. It's our anniversary on Monday. Yes. What should we do? Give us ideas. Give us ideas and drop some Rumble Ranch before you go uh, as a little anniversary gift, if you wouldn't mind. We don't mind asking. We do do work very hard to bring you an awesome show. So we love it if you wouldn't mind just dropping a donation in the tip jar to say thank you. We appreciate that. Or visit APforLibertyShop.com. All right. Uh, anything else? Stephanie, you want to say before we go? Any other topics or points that we missed? Hmm. We were going to talk about estranged family members. That's Didn't have time. kind of depressing. Didn't have time. Oh, and we were going to talk about a lack of friends. Didn't have time. Right. What else so did we have in there we didn't have time for? Um, Generation Z's friendship, girl revenge, oh, micro-cheating. Oh, micro-cheating. So, okay, don't cheat on your spouse this weekend. But, well, we don't Try even, to make friends. We talk about the things that were all the different types of micro-cheating, so. Yes. We didn't have time to get into the micro-cheating conversation, so. No. No. Maybe next it's Friday? Having a crush on a girl is micro-cheating. I just remember that. Or having a crush on anybody is micro-cheating. I'm like, 
Okay, fantasy is not cheating. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's just my yep. two cents here. Yeah. But anyway, so in terms of my advice for you, be free. Okay. There you go. Be free. Thanks so much for tuning in the show. Don't forget to click that like button and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. We'd love to see you back here on Tuesday. We are here every Monday through Friday, typically, but it's our anniversary on Monday, so we'll see you then. Thanks so much, guys. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you later. Bye.